So uh, what? 323 is the number. Is it? I believe so. Let me double check. I just had it up here, and then I got rid of it. Sea Dragon, the previous episode's number was 322. Oh, wow. So you. A me. So make it happen, man. A me. Make the magic happen. A me. Okay. Ready? Steady. I'm too ready. Go, go, go. Here we go. Hi, everyone. My name is David Dedrick. And I'm Ian Boothby. And welcome to Sneaky Dragon, episode 323. Yeah. Uh, if you listened to our last episode, it was 322. And you might go, oh, it goes from 22 to 23. Um, Just like that. Just wrong. Like, like what? Not wrong. Like no, there was, a, uh, there was a bonus episode. We Where is it? Can I get it? Well, not here. But uh, <laughs> we, did our, we did our contest. Yes. Uh, that we had in January, which was uh, win a personal episode of Sneaky Dragon that we're just going to make for you an hour episode on whatever topics you want, three mm-hmm. topics you want. Yep. Uh, you guys wrote, a lot of you wrote in. One of you won. It was the one Dave didn't want to win. <laughs> and it was our friend da- uh, Jason Dedrick. Yes. That, that does sound a little our... uh, suspicious. That it was a family member yep. who, who won. Uh, you might think that uh, it was a, we'd loaded the dice. Mm-hmm. That is not the case because that was the contest that I did not really want. The fix the, was uh, in. The fix, the fix was not in. And he <laughs> he exercised an option that we had included, which was if you've got a podcast yourself and you want to do a replacement episode, we will do a replacement episode of your podcast. Ha ha! Nice joke. Whoops. <laughs> uh, yeah, that he won, and he said I would like one of those, and say, mm-hmm. Oh, what's your podcast? Gentlemen of elegant leisure. Oh, that's fantastic. So we loaf around in fancy suits? No, you have to make drinks and drink them. Yeah. And so uh, we just did one uh, where we made a couple of drinks. Yep. We got a little uh, toasty. Uh, <laughs> we talked about Elvis. Yep. And uh, and I'm still a little bit, uh, a little gooned. Still, still buzzing from that? A little buzzing. And yeah, cool. I, I've got the drink still in front of me, and apparently I'm still drinking it. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, but if you want to listen to it, uh, Gentlemen of Elegant Leisure has their own uh, podcast. Yes. Uh, which, and, and if you look, uh, we should be one of them. Yeah. It normally drops, I believe, every second Saturday. Okay. So uh, I'm not sure when we'll fall in the rotation. We made us. He made us throw us, throw us up there onto the feed just uh, whenever, because uh, we'll, we'll be, we'll also be sort of an interstitial show for them. Right. We'll fall in between the the cracks between their their own uh, numbers. But if you're asking, hey Ian, what are you drinking right now? Well, let me tell you, I'm drinking a drink called the Burnside. Yeah. Which is so obscure. Our friend Robin <laughs> Constabaris, who works as a goddamn bartender, went. I have no idea what that is. Uh, and she yeah. couldn't even Google it. No dice on that. Yeah. So this is uh, a gin, sweet vermouth, dry vermouth, cherry brandy, and bitters. Mm. And uh, Dave says about that, yuck. <laughs> and I say, I'm fine with it. Yeah. So I'm having it, having it on the rocks. It's... We'll see how this episode goes down. <laughs> Smooth. Uh, yeah. So if you want to hear. No, uh... you shut up. <laughs> Sorry, Dave. I lashed out. <laughs> I think that was the booze Ooh. talking. I'm really sorry. Boy, Dedrick, said some things I regret. Dedrick Family Boxing Day all over again. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you guys want to hear that show, so yeah, we'll let you know when it's up. We'll let you know when it's up, please. But, um, and, and and if you want to see uh, myself and David in person, uh, well, if you're our friend, just invite us to lunch. Yes, we'll go to lunch with you. Sure, 
but that's only if you're our friend. Yeah. Don't don't be weird strangers. Oh, maybe Dave will still do that. I would do that. I'm not going to. Uh, Dave will do that. Dave will still go to lunch with you. We did a thing before where we would take you to lunch and we paid for it. In retrospect, that was dumb. We should have a contest where you take us to lunch. <laughs> that would have been smart, though it feels like a trap. Yeah. Yeah. feels like we're asking for trouble. Yeah. Take Dave to lunch. We'll see how it goes. Uh, but anyway, if you want to see us in person, uh, Dave and I are doing a book signing on March uh, 7th. With uh, Third Dragon. With Third Dragon, Nina Matsumoto. Uh, this is our book that's uh, technically a kid's book. I wonder if it pleases Nina that we call her the Third Dragon. Oh, no, she hates it. That's why we do it. Um, <laughs> well, I'm gonna, now I'm that gonna, I know that, it's even better. I'm going to say something to Nina in a second, though, that will okay. uh, be some interesting trivia for her. Or All not. Right. Or she'll already know it and go like, Nye. Anyway. Um, but anyway, <laughs> uh, I wrote a book. Nina drew it. Dave colored it. What's yep. it called? It's called Sparks. What's it about? It's about... Uh, two cats that want to be heroes, but you don't. Uh, no one takes cat heroes seriously, so they dress up as a dog, and they are like basically a superhero dog. Mm-hmm. Yep. But they're actually two cats in a robotic dog suit. Oh man, I'm sold. Um, <laughs> and the book comes out February 27th. It is. It is a rollicking tale. Yeah, with a tail, with with, with three t- tails, with literally three tails. The three tail story. Um, and uh, and and it comes out uh, in bookstores on the 27th or online on the 27th. You can pre-order now. But if you want to come to a book uh, launch in Vancouver, we're doing it at Kids Books, which is an amazing store in Vancouver. And March 7th at seven o'clock, we're going to be there. And here's the thing: Scholastic, who are who are publishing this book. Yeah. You think we were just self-publishing it? Mm-hmm. Well, the hell with you. <laughs> thinking that there's some vanity press bullshit <laughs> nothing wrong with vanity press man i've done a lot of vanity press um but uh but here's the thing scholastic <clears throat> is behind six? this so here's what you get yep snacks yes light refreshments light refreshments what's that mean i don't know hopefully but these ice cream sundays deep pockets mm. they do harry potter they got harry potter money and they're gonna give you snacks i've had snacks from from scholastic i've been to one of their parties yeah great mac and cheese so good. That's it was, a snack? Oh, it was so That's good. That's not a light snack, though. Oh, I don't give a shit. It was so good. It was a, an R.L. Stein book launch. Okay. And uh, so it was like spooky mac and cheese because it was yeah. uh, the book was in some way themed with like scream for cheese or cheese screams or something. I don't know. Look it up. Um, but uh, so we had uh, the mac and cheese. Mm-hmm. So good. So I don't know if it'll live up to that. I don't know what kind of cat related snacks. Sure. I mean, I, I would like to see some kind of uh, themed snack, like a hot dog, but you open it up. And it's something inside okay. that's like fancy and neat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be good. I don't know what it'll be, but there will be snacks, light refreshments provided by Scholastic, who have deep, deep pockets. March 7th. How much so, do you have to pay for the snacks? I, I just told you, it's free snacks. Just show up. I'm guessing. Do you have to buy a book? Not really. You just hear us talk. Uh, watch Dave color something. He'll color anything for you. Bring a coloring book, one of those adult coloring books. He'll fill the whole damn thing in for you. March 7th, oh, 7 boy. o'clock at Kids Books in Vancouver. Great. Sounds fun. And I'm thinking that they're going to serve lobster thermidor. Sure. Because that's classy. Because they are, well, is Scholastic classy? I don't know if they're classy. They're sold in classrooms. They're sold in classrooms, sir. I'd say if it was was penguin books. Those guys are classy because they look like a penguin. Point for teetotaler Dave. (laughs) You're hearing us. By the way, we ha- we have a lot of ice left over, so you're going to be hearing this through the through the show. It's nice, I though, like a, it's nice having a cold. It's nice having a nice cold coke. It's really <laughs> yeah, refreshing. Good. I'm really glad you put up with a lot in that last show. Uh, Dave does not drink, and Dave had to drink for that show. Bad times for Dave. <laughs> Me, I drank lightly. I was okay, even though the first drink we had was just a nightmare. <laughs> it was uh, what yeah. was it? Benedictine and uh, bourbon. Yeah. 
Don't give it all away. Let let them listen to the show. Well, that's not a. Oh, what is that a spoiler? That was a spoiler. You, you don't spoiled know everything. Our, oh, okay. Sorry about that. <laughs> I don't know. Your mouth is running off. Okay, fair enough. You can't you can't stop yourself now. Okay, fair enough. All right, I'm not going to give any spoilers on that. <laughs> Just spoilers about Black Panther. Let me tell you what's going to happen. Oh, Black Panther. Yeah. No, he's actually a panther. That's what you don't know. He's actually a panther in a man suit. Mm. Are you excited about that film coming out? Oh, uh, I'm excited to one day maybe see it. Who knows if I'll be able to get tickets? This thing. I think I think that film actually is going to be very 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 huge, very huge. I think that's like a that's that's like a game changer film. We'll see. But the the excitement that's like building up around it, yeah, it's just like the. I think people have been waiting for something like this for a very long time. They've been putting up with Medea films. They've been putting up with <laughs> Barbershop. Uh, that's what a woman wants. Yeah, okay. They've been putting up with a lot of fucking bullshit, and now they're getting a film that's like full on kick ass. Oh, they 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 get out came out was great. Yeah, made infinite money. Uh, and this one is is like a damn Marvel movie. Yeah. And then here's the thing. Same. First of all, Black Panther, which is selling out like crazy already. Then it's like, oh, I, I'm like, oh man, you just got to start making Black Panther two now. Well, they actually have because like Infinity War comes out like just a couple of weeks afterwards. Mm. Well, now we're back with uh, all those characters that you like so much. Yeah, I'm surprised how quickly they're coming one after the other. I think it's because they like to make money and realize they can. So why not? Yeah, yeah. If we make this mo- movie, it's going to make a whole lot, lot of money, and uh, let's do it mm. and keep going. Who who's directing Infinity Wars? Is it the same? People? It's the Russo brothers. So who, the ones who did Civil War, Civil and, War, uh, and uh, and the the last uh, something. Well, that makes me hopeful, but I feel like I feel less so with Marvel, but I still feel like that with their tentpole ones, which I consider the Avengers films to be sort of their in their in their minds in their eyes as the sort of the the big films. Right. You know, you can have your Spider-Man, you can have your Black Panther, you can have your Captain America. Those are just the little films. We're not going to worry about those movies. But when it comes to the Avengers, we are going to meddle. We are going to poke our fingers in mm-hmm. every which way. I disagree it's... with, like, Black Panther not being a big film. I think that's going to be enormous. No, I just mean, to it, like, it's not, but it's not like their, to them, it is not their premiere film. Like the Avengers, where all the superheroes are together, those are their big I wonder, movies. I wonder if I think like I'm going to take a bet, and I'm going to bet, yeah, uh, Infinity War is going to make more money mm-hmm. than Black Panther, yeah. for sure. Yeah, I bet Black Panther is going to make more profit than Infinity War because they've spent so oh, much well, more yeah, money I'm on sure Infinity that's, War. But that's what. It, but I'm just saying, like those movies, they're smaller in scope. They're not as interesting to executives because yeah, it's not as prestige. Yeah, you're not a trailer guy, you, so you don't watch trailers that much unless they're in I a saw theater. The, I saw the trailer for Black Panther. Did you see the trailer for the Wasp, Ant Man and the Wasp? I've not seen the trailer for that. Goddamn fun! Looks Good. so fun. Good, and it's just like if you watch this, and this was another movie that wasn't like connected with the Marvel universe. Yep. you'd go, "Well, I want to see this. Looks like this looks crazy fun." Yeah. And it's like it's just this little side movie that they're mm. doing, and like, yeah, there you go. But my feeling with tell me your feeling. My feeling with the I'm DC. Keep f- drinking. This. My feeling with the DC films, for instance, and I think a movie that really suffered from corporate oversight was uh, Kingsman in the Golden Circle, mm. where you can physically see. The, the actual like handprints of some executive on the movie itself. Like mm-hmm. you can see where decisions were made, story decisions, casting decisions were made that have nothing to do with the product itself, but are merely there as some sort of money maker. You know, so you can, if we can get Channing Tatum, it doesn't matter that he's in the movie for 10 minutes or less. We can put him on the, every poster, mm-hmm. every bit of, every bit of, you know, anything you see about the movie 
it's going to have Channing Tatum in it. It doesn't matter that he's only in the film for like five to ten minutes of mm-hmm. the movie's length. You know, and that's just, that's some guy in a suit making those decisions. It's not the director. It's not the writer. Yeah. You know, and so they have a, you know, the very the first Kingsman film I thought was very good movie, like a very good film. But I think the reason it was very good is that no one gave a shit about that movie. And they're all busy poking their fingers in some other films. But when that movie, which was relatively cheap, turned a very large profit, mm-hmm. the next movie, they're all over it. They're, you know, so they're calling their shots. They're like, less England, more America. We need to have, you know, these sort of callbacks. You know, what? You're not going to have Colin Firth come back? You know, he's got to come back. We have to have Colin Firth yeah. in it. You know, and just all these kind of decisions that ruin the film in every way. You know, why, why bring Colin Firth back? And then once you've answered that question by saying, oh, he's very popular in that movie, then why bring him back and have him act like a weird weirdo, have him forget who he is, have him fight badly? Mm-hmm. Like, why? You know, it just seemed like every decision they made were, was wrong in that film. Okay, here's my theory on, uh, on, on the Kingsman screw-up. Okay. Um, so Mark Millar write, wrote the comic book. Which I think it was called uh, the Secret Service. That's what the first film's called, Kingsman: The Secret Service. Yeah, the comic book was just called the Secret Service. Okay, um, and you know it's it starts almost like the movie where uh, there's a it's actually Mark Hamill in the comic. The the actor Mark Hamill is is kidnapped. Okay, and in the movie the character is played by Mark Hamill, and we go. But like a lot of Mark Millar's stuff. Uh, recently, it's designed to be a movie, oh. so it's it's almost like a backdoor pitch for a film, <laughs> but it doesn't really have anything hanging on it itself. Yeah. It's just this would be cool as a movie, huh? And it's fine, and you know the the it's it's it was well drawn. I believe it was Dave Gibbon that did the the art for it. It was you know it was, it was good looking and stuff, but you know and and so yeah because the move because it meant next to nothing. The filmmakers could do what they wanted with it, and yeah. so they were fine. And because there was, like I say, there was no pressure, they made like a really interesting film because there's yeah. no, they let it there's no, you can't really do any real notes on it. It's just they, <laughs> they fix the cheese ball aspects of the comic, and there you go. But mm-hmm. then you get the second one, and like if you were doing a, a second Spider Man movie, you'd be okay, what other characters does Spider Man have? Who are other villains Spider Man has? You know, what are they going to do based on the comic? But there's nothing. Yeah. There's nothing to build yeah, on. You've just, yeah. you know, it was just a pitch. Mm-hmm. You did the thing. What are we going to do? It's only collaboration at this point. Yeah. You, there's no ideas. It's yeah. just put it all together. It's a fucking sequel. Yeah. There's nothing hanging on. You mm-hmm. got no heart to it. So that's what it came across. It was just like, yeah, this looks like a sequel. That's yeah, fine. Well, I guess you're right. Because, yeah, the original film, I mean, I mean, there's a few different storylines too. But one of the main ones, of course, is Eggsy, the main character, yeah. who's a chav, yeah. becoming, you know, kind of... What through... if James Bond was a chav? But, what if uh, yeah. James Bond was low class, yeah, yeah. not high class? But not just low and class, were... because he, 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 he wants to be high class yep. you know so it's this character it's about it it's about striving Which frankly for... is what james bond is joe james sure, bond james the, bond is yeah that's right it's about and that's yeah that's that's who sean connery was mm-hmm. those original films like uh director guy hamilton who was an upper class person who had experience uh, in this life who knew like the best champagnes who knew how to play banco who knew all those sort of things was able to bring those to the film and and you know and and uh you know help sean connery play that character and bring it to life, you know. But what's interesting with Kingsman to me is, is well, it's a parody of King, James Bond, obviously, but it uses this sort of, you know, Chav character, or whatever you want to call him. That's the British equivalent, I guess, of 
a Wally burnout. How's that for obscure? A trailer trash or whatever you want to call it, yeah. right? And so he, you know, it's a, it's just an interesting, you know, like low, you know, high, you know, or upper class, lower class, you know, conflict and all that kind of stuff. It's it's, it's interesting in the film and it's fun. Yeah. And but and then they have a Hunger Games aspect to it where he's competing mm-hmm. with other yeah, young people. Yeah. And those, is the organization evil? Is it not? Mm-hmm. We don't know. For sure. And see, that would have been an interesting twist in, in the second film. More than, more than having a, some really risable villain who had, was this as, as bland as porridge? Why not have porridge, the food, not the TV show? It was quite a t- good TV show. Uh, why not? Yeah, that would have been an interesting twist. Like, why not have the, king, the Kingsman? Is actually not as good as, the, as he thinks it is. That it's though actually... that was kind of the first movie, like through the whole, you know, when he's like shoot the dog, you're like, okay, well yeah. maybe they are, maybe they are evil. Yeah. It's, it's the problem is you've re- you've you've yeah. spoiled, like you've 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 completed yeah, you all have, the problems. You can't have Colin Firth working for an evil organization as well, or maybe he was, well, maybe he was killed because he found out that it was an evil organization. You know, you could kind but of. Then re- you're like, you could write back is it a little an bit. evil organization again that we think. I mean, it's tough to. Yeah, yeah. It's tough to do the same magic trick. Mm-hmm. And and the other thing is, you can't really top the the fight scene in the church. You're, you're no, waiting no, you're for right. like, what's what do you got yeah, there? Yeah, yeah. But here's here's the difference to me between the Kingsman and something like Black Panther. Now, to be fair, Black Panther has been around as a character for decades, and Kingsman has been around for like six years, something like that. I don't know how many issues of the comic came out. But Black Panther, the comic book, I'll tell you, ain't great. It's not a great... No. There's never been a... Like, there's been some recently pretty good stories, but that's not what people think about when yeah. they think Black Panther. What Black Panther is, is it's what it means to you and what it meant to people to have, like, a black superhero sure. who was, like, the first major black superhero. So yeah. it's... It, when you're making that movie, it's sort of what you do with Spider-Man. You don't look at the stories and go, I'm going to duplicate the stories. Mistake! Don't kill <laughs> don't kill Gwen Stacy. Don't be an idiot. Uh, it's, it's how does the... How you think does, that was a mistake in the comics? Not in the comics. It was a oh, mistake in the, in, the uh, in the movie to yeah. me. You got rid of the, the most beloved character in the thing. I mean, who do you like more than more than her? No one. Well, she's dead. Well, that's stupid. Well, now I hate everything. <laughs> oh, but we got the rhino. Fuck you. You got the rhino. Um, but what, what you do with Black Panther is how did it make you feel? How did that make you feel? Duplicate the feeling, yeah. but use film. Don't duplicate scenes in the comic. You can do tribute scenes if you want in, in the film. but And don't necessarily duplicate the story. Duplicate the feeling of it. And there's no feeling to this Kingsman comic book. What there was was a, a rough idea uh, that you could then base something on and go, what if James Bond was, and that's what the first one was. But maybe it was bad. Yeah, well, you know, maybe. Let's see. Let's play it out. Oh, no, he actually, it all worked out. And then it went like, you know, cartoonishly big and you blew up Barack Obama's head. What are you going to do? Fine, fuck, whatever. <laughs> and, 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 but then you get to the next film and like, well, what about you, you went, you took it to crazy town and now we got to like ground it back again. It's like, mm. well, what you were, you were having sex with a princess and you were doing all this stuff. And like, yeah, well, now you're in love with her and you're in a stable relationship. Which is fine, but now everything's stable. Yeah, that's a problem. And, that, and now what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Plus, when you watch a movie about an international spy, it's like a parody of James Bond. It's not, it's not your dream when you turn it on. It's like, and now he's got a girlfriend. Which, by the way, he's not supposed to have in, in, as, a, as a Kingsman. That was established oh, that right? in the first film. Okay, I, fine. I noticed, I noticed on a rewatch. Anyway, uh, 
I do like. I mean, I I thought the first one was very good, but uh, yeah, I mean, the first one is because it is. But then, what's a sequel to that? It's hard. It's probably the same thing that 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 affected Kickass too. Although I did like that movie quite a bit, actually. But the reason I like that film, which was again a film that was that was a comic that was based was, was done Miller, to yeah. make done to make by same author to yeah. make a movie. Yeah, here yeah. will I make this movie out of this comic? Mm-hmm. And they did, yeah. and it was fine. But once again, they improved. Oh, yeah, they yeah, proved yeah. in the comic. They actually wrote a story yeah. that worked. And what I liked about the second film, which I I enjoyed the idea of Hit Girl, this girl that has essentially been made into a killing machine by her mm-hmm. insane father, having to tr- uh, have having to become a real person and discover herself as a teenage girl going to school and trying to fit into a normal life. Uh, with all its ups and downs of being a Which teenage girl. Which is a girl. very superhero idea. But it's it's very well done in the yeah, film because yeah. uh, Chloe Grace Moretz is a good That's actress. A good actor, yeah. Yeah, so she really brings the character. And I love there's a scene where, you know, where she falls in love with, with, the, with Kick-Ass, the boy, uh, Aaron, Aaron, whatever his name is. Brockovich. Aaron Brockovich, the actor Aaron Brockovich. Um, he's one of those actors that he's in a lot of movies and I never recognize him in the nope. movie. He's Quicksilver. Yeah. What? What? Yeah, he's John Lennon. What? <laughs> what the? What did, anyway, so he's in Godzilla. Where did he come from? Anyway, and, and I know you're thinking like he wasn't Quicksilver, not that Quicksilver. Yeah, the other Quicksilver, the kind, the kind in the thermometer. Then uh, he he uh, he just played a thermometer in the, in the movie. Okay, you just don't recognize Is there a him. character called the thermometer. There really should be. <laughs> I hope so. Uh, but th- uh, those are the elements of the film I found interesting. Everything else in it. It was it was okay, you know. It was so so. The whole other squad of superheroes and stuff like that. It was okay. Mm-hmm. It was once again kind of interesting. The idea of, you know, the chicken and egg thing about villains and heroes and how they create each other and everything is sort of interesting. But what I thought was really the heart of the film was the whole hit girl and oh, I was talking about how she falls. And this is a great scene where he's changing. And she gives him this look, this really well-acted look of just sort of like that, I'm very interested in you, but I can't let you know, peak. And it's just really well played in that scene. And you're just like, oh, poor girl. This heart's going to be broken here. Yep. But it's well done. I even liked, I liked uh, Jim Carrey as a crazy character that he played yeah. in that thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, they're, you know, if you hire good actors and people like that, it's... Uh... It's tough in a sequel because a sequel has to go farther... Uh, than the first film, and so often they can never met, uh, match the crazy ideas of the first one because mm-hmm. you've now made that grounded in reality of that of that world. Like, what are you going to do? And then it just becomes okay. Well, what if they they're settling down, or maybe it didn't work out for them, and now they're you're pulling it all in. <laughs> We're going to take a tight focus on this yeah. thing. And it's like, but what happens when they do their taxes? Who gives a shit? Mm-hmm. Just like. You know, Superman 1, he lands on Earth. He fights Lex Luthor. What's the deal with Superman 2? He's got to fight three villains from Krypton. It's a big fucking thing. Uh, maybe he works with Lex Luthor. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe Luthor's going to turn on him. Yeah, he does turn on him. Oh, maybe he's going to have to work with him. I don't know. You know, it's always a good idea, by the way, to have your villain from the first one maybe help you in the second one. That's always good. a good idea. Always a good idea. As Superman 2 totally works. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the first Spider-Man movie. Yeah, that's fine. Second Spider-Man movie. Hey, that's great. <laughs> Third one, not so not so good. And then 
What, well, that's an example, though, of a film where... It, a lot of notes. A lot of notes, yeah. A lot, a lot of executive... A lot of notes. We need Venom, because we're going to do a spinoff movie. Ooh, no. A lot of executives, yeah, a lot of pushing and, and stuff like that, and, and forcing the director just through attrition, wearing them down through constant nagging and poking and noting and everything else. It just becomes impossible to... Yeah. There's a new uh, Venom trailer that's out today. Um, it's uh, what's his name? The guy from uh, Mad Max, Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy, okay. I'm Tom Hardy is Venom, uh, and I watched but it. Not Topher Grace? No, 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 not Topher Grace. Um, and you're watching it, and and it's it's fine, and it looks all right. But mm. I just wonder two people, as in a regular person, who's watching this, and then they see the Venom face kind of come up, like kind of fades into a Venom face at the end. Like what? Who? Yeah, that's it's like the... Venom. <laughs> what's that about? <laughs> yeah. Oh, remember Spider Man Three? Spider-Man 3! Yeah, remember Topher Grace was Venom? Uh-huh. And now he's Tom Hardy? Yeah. What? Is Spider-Man in this? Uh-huh. What? What's this about? Yeah. What's the deal? I mean, it's, I mean, Tom Hardy's fine. It looks fine, but like, if you mm-hmm. don't know the... If you're not a comic fan or a hardcore Spider-Man 3 fan, what the fuck is this about? What are you doing this for? Right. That one person who will fight to the death that Spider-Man 3 was the best of that trilogy. Yeah. Um, I was going to bring up something that you, well, it doesn't matter. What did it feel like it was going to be about? It felt, felt like it was going to be so important. In fact, I brought a notepad today because I was, my idea was that I would note, write down notes of things that I, I thought of while we were talking and then I was just going to note it, but I forgot to note it. So it's, it's really not working out for me here. Okay. I think I'm still suffering from the effects of, of alcohol. Uh, fair enough. I, uh, I, I want to talk really briefly about something. Uh, if, if that's okay with you, Dave. Yep. Okay. That's fine. I was so, trying to think if I could. <laughs> I was trying to think. I was trying to, oh, oh man! I, I was like, I, w- I wasn't sure I was going to get permission to actually <laughs> like talk on my own show topic. about something. If I can remember that topic. Well, uh, let's let's anyway. go through it. We're gonna we're, we'll figure it out. No, no. It's was fine. it something about pop culture? No, it was Music. related to what we we're talking about. But it's it's fine. We'll just we'll we'll we'll, we'll carry on without. Uh, oh, I know what it was. What was it about? Black Lightning. Oh, I did want to talk about it a little bit because I watched a couple episodes of that. All upon, right, let's get that. Now. I'll write my own note down about what I want to talk about later. There, I've mm. done it. Okay, go ahead. Um, yeah, yeah, I watched a couple of episodes of Black Lightning, and I watched a couple because that's all that was available right. on Netflix. Okay. Because it's a weekly show. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I know it's a TV show. Like, I know it's a like one of those sort of DC Flash Arrow TV shows. It doesn't take place in the same universe, but yes. And if and they and they have a kind of weird feeling to me. Like there's a All weird, right. there's sort of a weird element to those shows. All right, I'm going to say before you but before my, you say anything, remember that they will probably be shooting outside like right now. <laughs> so one of them could hear you. Odds are someone is shooting uh, either an arrow, a Supergirl, or a Flash within at least a block of us right now. My problem with those shows, I, I'm to be honest, I've not seen Flash and I've not seen Arrow and I've not seen very much Supergirl. I okay. watched a little bit of Supergirl. My problem with those shows is, or my problem with the Black Lightning show is that. It seems weird to me that, like, Arrow gets to fight Dr. Cadaver. I'm just making that up. I don't know who he fights. He fights other Let's Arrow. pretend. Mostly other Arrow guys. Let's pretend. He fights the other... Black okay. Arrow the Black Arrow or some bullshit. Okay. I don't watch a lot and of Arrow, but it's Arrow-related yeah. And dudes. Flash fights other quick-moving things. And then Black Lightning <laughs> doesn't get to fight any, like... Fights like, an albino. He fights... Yeah. He's, but, and, <laughs> Guy who's got light sensitivity. <laughs> And then it's all like, and it's all like stuff like you got to help your community, you got to do this for the people, yeah. you got to hit that, and it's like, and then it's all these like weird ideas that like you can stop like the ep, you know 
epi- like the uh, endemic drug abuse by punching people. Okay. You know, and like, like this is weird. It doesn't work that way. Like you cannot change like like systemic corruption and years of 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 you know unfair laws everything like that like we're having one guy come around and punch people it doesn't work that way but, so it seems weird okay, to me okay i want i want to hear your point and then i'm going to like tear your uh, thing apart okay <laughs> it seems weird to me the idea that you can that you're just going to posit this idea of this one person who can like st- stop you know like you know he's going to shut down that motel where the girls are trapped as prostitutes, prostitutes yeah. he's going to end all the drug drug blah, 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 you know like you know, you kill one, another one's going to show up because it, that's the problem. Isn't the drugs? Right. It's that's a symptom of the problems, and you can kill all the drugs you want, but right. the problem is still there. Isn't that what they're saying on the show? Seems to be that's the point. I haven't heard that in the show. Well, it's not the it's not what you hear. It's what you've seen. Uh, like okay, uh, let's go with let's go with the thing about you can't uh, you can't just rescue like okay. So he rescues uh, his his daughters mm-hmm. uh, daughter or daughters was daughters, plural yeah. daughters from the from this motel and it's this big dramatic uh, you know it's, were it's you, uh, wait were you questioning if daughter was the same like dear that it's the same plural I wasn't or sure not? if there were two of his daughters oh, yeah, were there or okay, if it yeah. was just the one it was the two daughters okay because uh, this is the first episode so it all leads up to where it's like he's got to put on the suit again he's got to you know mm-hmm. it's the he's been retired for a long time yeah. will he suit up will he not it's a cowboy thing they got your daughters yeah. you got to go down to the old saloon and take care of this so you go so, so it goes and it's the kick-ass pow 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 zap 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 pow 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 <laughs> zap 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 pretty good pow pow pretty good zap zap yep. gets them and everyone's like yay you you got them that's fantastic so it seems like every time they do one of those big heroic things, yeah. takes them home, everything's good. Yeah. But daughter's still fucked up from this. It's not, hey, that was great. I'm going to shake it off. Not, daughter's still not right. Mm-hmm. And then the, the, the next time he goes to school, uh, you know, he's like, yeah, I did a really good thing. And they're all like, uh, no, they, it's still going. Yeah, yeah. You just took two people out. You did nothing. Mm-hmm. My daughter was there and she was killed. Uh, yeah, you've done nothing. Oh, I better go. T- solve it again with another thing and every time but it goes he, but, it tries to solve okay. things with violence hmm. it never works and uh and and i think like you know when you're saying you can't solve these problems that way well well that was kind of the 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 origin was like he used to be this guy who would come and, and kick a lot of ass and then he quit and became a principal yeah. and went like i'm going to actually work the system within and i'm going to help these kids and i'm going to build mm. their future and he became the best principal so he was a hero uh, just helping these kids. Yeah. So the like, key gets that. But then things have gotten so bad that he's got to put the suit on. But even though when he does go, he tries to solve things with violence. Sure. Nothing ever gets solved with violence. I think all of us who went to high school will agree that real superheroes are principals. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, well, I, to, to, uh, okay, I'll, I'll agree with you to a degree. But he, the thing is, on the show, yeah. he is unwilling to redawn his black lightning stuff and he doesn't try to solve those problems like in that second episode you're talking about where the woman's upset about her daughter yeah he's trying to he's trying to like be a diplomat and solve this through some sort of like uh you know going to gangsters and saying you know like it's kind of throwing his weight around yeah because he still doesn't want to put on the suit because it's mm-hmm. like it it's not healthy for him he promised his like well, wife or whatever yeah, like that's... he'd be out of this life so yeah, yeah. i mean his i don't re- want to be a gunfighter at his the reasons thing. his reasons for not joining the suit are basically that he wants to get back together with his wife yeah and also and he's afraid of alienating her the other the other problem is he's an old guy that's the other that's thing he's other. not he's not a young guy yeah that's a weird part of the show to me is that's the other thing i show <laughs> and maybe it's just because i'm maybe i'm just a and you know i'm an oldest but uh yeah just the fact that it's some kind of weird shaped 
what why did the hair actor with scoliosis or something like that like the way he's the way he walks he already looks like i don't know it's just weird like wow why did you choose that person to be that character it's strange to me like weird shaped person wearing that suit it's odd okay got shape issues i can't <laughs> argue with, i can't <laughs> issue i can't argue with that <laughs> well, it's just weird like you know it's just a weird aesthetic sure. choice you know all right sure i guess he's a great actor they're like this is the best actor we can find so we're gonna put him in this suit i know he's not very muscular but he's darn and good there's actor. a little bit of spoilers on this uh i think where, we spoiled the whole show sure uh but like Something I, something I like is often when you got a superhero show, they'll do a thing where there's hints that someone else has powers, and then like by the end of the mm. first season, you find out they got powers. And the second season, they might put on a suit, maybe. <laughs> and this was like the first one. You know, his daughter's like really freaking out about something and hits a sink and breaks a sink. And like, yeah. oh, she's got powers. And by the second one, she's uh, second episode or even third episode, she's like, I got to go be a superhero. So she goes and she tries to do it and like punches two guys and fucks him up bad like she's got to call an ambulance she doesn't know what she's doing it's like this was a bad idea mm. i can't just punch my way out of this shit okay this well, is terrible. i'm glad it's going that way because yeah. i haven't seen that as i said I well i spoiled it for you then enjoy yeah thanks a lot i'm not gonna watch it it now. was not a million mo- it's funny because the scene is very similar uh to uh one from twin peaks the return where there's a an odd character in Twin Peaks: The Return, yeah, an odd character in Twin Peaks. The I, guy's got a green glove, it. and he's mm. got this like super powered fist, and and he gets into a fight in a bar, and he punches two people and really damages them. Yeah. They're like they're they're spewing like foam out of their mouths, and they're not right. Yeah. And it was very similar to that, where just like you can't punch someone if you've got superpowers. Mm. You can't fucking do that. Yeah. Oh my god, you know. But I did like a scene earlier where she was just trying things out and tried kicking like a dryer and kick that across a field. And it was like very nicely shot and she was really thrilled and she was like looking at the camera thing of her doing it over and over again. And it was just like, that felt very realistic. Mm-hmm. It was like, that's mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. But it's okay. Again, I, I, I'm I'm open to you know I don't I didn't make the show. I just like the show. If you if it's if it's not working for you for various reasons, it's absolutely fine. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I, I finished Dark, and I, I'll, I'll I will uh, maintain my recommendation. Really good show. Okay, is that subtitled? That one? It is subtitled. You can watch it dubbed if you like. If you don't mind, what I don't like things that are dubbed. Okay, but it's an option. It's an option on Netflix. You can watch things uh, subtitled or dubbed. All right. If you uh, if you go to if you have the bar like the bar showing how much show is left or whatever mm-hmm. below that there's like a little thing that says audio and subtitles if you click on that it will give you options for whether you want it dubbed or whether you want subtitles and what which language or subtitles you want okay if, if you haven't set a like a preset language like english now, have you your... put a trailer up for dark on uh sneaky dragon i did i did last uh, very week. good yeah. so uh, ch- everyone check that out and he also put up a trailer for black lightning so mm-hmm. check that out yep. see what you think let us know what what's your opinion yeah it's a very different show like that's one thing i do like about the the different cw shows is they're all very different mm. in tone mm-hmm. uh to each other oh there's also legends of tomorrow that's the other one that's just like oh i forgot about that one batshit crazy that one um <laughs> I like here's what I like about the I don't watch Arrow. I like the Flash uh because it's real it's melodrama. It's like really over the top, mm-hmm. but I like that the Flash his character that, like all these characters show a lot of emotion. Like they'll just wear their hearts on their sleeves and mm. like they'll cry. You know, they really care about things and mm. it's just like, oh, it's just nice seeing that kind of big emotion. Yeah. That's nice. And then you know, like Supergirl, I like because I think like they, they nail the things that make Superman Superman, but mm. they put it into Supergirl and that works for me. Mm-hmm. Legends is just batshit. I can't endorse <laughs> it, but I, I watch it. It's fine. It's crazy ass. Uh-huh. Nothing is justifiable. Uh, everything I'd have notes on if we were in a script meeting, but fuck it. It's, it's fine. And now 
they've got uh, Constantine showing up on it. Who? Uh, okay. I really like that TV show, so it's oh, nice did you? seeing him pop up. Yeah, I did. Oh, boy, I thought that was a missed opportunity. Um, yeah, I agree. It was a missed opportunity. I don't think they delivered, but I did like that TV show, even okay. though I know it wasn't as good as it should have been. Yeah, should have been. I thought the guy was really good. It should have been. Uh, it should have been set in the past. Mm. In some past, whether it was early 80s, late 70s, something like that. And it should have had more of a Coltec the Night Stalker feeling to it. It should have been him and no one believes him. No, nothing, you know. And, and I wish it was a little weirder. Like, I like the yeah. the pilot episode had, like, a, a nice weird yeah. element to it. And after that, it got very pedestrian feeling to me. Well, they made a mistake on it. Of, and again, what I really liked about it was the lead guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I like I was on board with that. But they they did a thing in like the first uh, episode, I think, or it was the second, where like so, one of the women uh, like she, she she bled or something on a, a map, and so all of these locations of supernatural things in America were, showed up, and like we're gonna take the map, we're gonna travel. But then the first woman like left. Yeah, and it was like, well, you're the chosen oh. one. You have to help me, and she's gone. Well, what the hell? Yeah. Who's this new person? I don't know. And then later in the thing, someone takes them. He takes the map and goes, ah, fuck the map, and throws it away. And like, we're not gonna do the map. And like, well, then why are we? Go- why are we watching the map? What's the What's the deal with the map? Who Who gives yeah. a shit? Here's the show being rewritten on the fly. Like they just they wrote out a character, and yeah, it just didn't work for me. Yeah, I, there was a lot of stuff I really liked in it, and I liked the character, and I liked him when he was on. I did watch an episode of uh, Arrow that he was on. I liked that. So I'm I'm curious to see where they go with it. Yeah, it was a real shambles. It's too bad. Um, but Dark is uh, was is was very good. Very uh, very uh, ornately structured show. Is it one of, season? Just one season. Okay. Ten. Is it complete, or are they they're going to do more? It's possible. It could be more. They leave it open ended. All right. Uh, is there a spinning question mark at the end? Because I love that at the end. Of <laughs> yes. The end, and then spinning question mark. Yes. The end. That's what it said at the end. I think we should do the that. End-a? At the end. Of, yeah, this should be the end mm. of every one of our episodes. Is also like a spinning question mark. I think we have that. <laughs> yeah. Whether we want to or not. It's I think the show. Weird. I think our show is very questionable. I think our show is uh, just the whole show is a spinning question mark. Uh, we established a while ago. We, oh, this is what I was going to talk about. We established quite a while I'm ago. Distract you. You're going to forget it again. Mother oh, man. Effort. Do I love this booze? <laughs> I mm, noticed. Booze. Oh, good. So terrible. Nom, 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 nom. Oh, what was it, gosh. Dave? What were you thinking about? can't remember. No. We established uh, a little while ago. We did like a questionnaire. And one of the questions was your favorite film franchise. Oh. And my favorite film franchise is the Mission Impossible films. Okay. And the reason I like those movies is I what I like about them the, the most, besides the fact that they're very exciting and well done, is that they have a, each one is different in its own little way. At least that's how it was because, okay. you know, they would have different directors come in and different writers and they had different approaches to everything. And they didn't, and they didn't rein in the directors. They didn't make them follow the house style. Yep. They could do whatever they wanted within that, you know, within the, the idea of the characters. I see a big butt coming down the street. But, yes. But the problem now is because of it, it wasn't really a franchise in the sense that, you know, they did Mission Impossible 1 mm-hmm. sometime in the 90s. Then maybe four years later, Mission Impossible 2 showed up. Mm. Maybe three years. And then a few years later after that, Mission Impossible 3 yeah. comes out. All very different films, as you All said. All very different films. Stylistically, and yeah. Ghost Protocol came out. Once again, very different. But almost immediately after Ghost Protocol, we get Rogue Nation. Rogue Nation. And following right on the heels of Rogue Nation, now we have Fallout coming. Mm-hmm. And Rogue Nation, directed by Christopher McQuarrie, you're like, well, he did a good job. I liked what he did in Rogue Nation. I mean, 
the best thing about that movie was Rebecca Ferguson, but that's fine. Okay. By the way, she should be the Lady James Bond. There we go. Uh, then So noted. <laughs> Put that into record. Oh, she's so good in that movie. And then, uh, then we have Fallout. And you're like, time for someone else. Let's see what else. And then, oh, no, it's also directed by Christopher McQuarrie. Oh, it's characters from Rogue Nation. Oh, they're really taking this franchise too fucking seriously because... Feels what like was, Rogue Nation 2. Yeah, because what was before was like each film was diff- not only different, but had different team members, yeah. had different, a totally different feeling. The stories were different. Even Ethan, is it Ethan Hunt? Yep. Ethan Allen, whatever his name, Ethan Allen, furniture maker and super spy. He, uh, he, you know, his character is a little, a little different in different films as oh, well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Very because different. Because it, it didn't matter. It wasn't Yeah, like, the guy hanging off the rocks is in no way the guy who's in like the fourth film. Sure. Yeah. It's, and it's... It's Even though he is hanging off a building in the fourth film, <laughs> and it's, it is very different. Yeah, hanging. and it's not it's 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 not about continuity. It's just about this is an interesting uh, vehicle to hang these fun stories on. And now it's becoming this is an interesting vehicle to have a long continuing, stupid, boring continuity that just goes on and on and becomes endlessly convoluted because we can't really end it because yeah. we need to have the next film come out. Fall in has to come out in another year, so we can't actually end the movies now. They have right. to just keep going on and on and blah blah blah. And now I'm just like, fuck, they're ruining my one-time favorite franchise. Of course, I'll still go see it in the theater. Because I'm a thucker. And uh, and this is the point after you've uh, said that kind of thing that I give you uh, my explanation of why they're doing it. Well, you get why they're doing it, right? A little thing called money? Well, it's money, obviously. Uh, but, uh, but the other logistics I, I would say to this are... Uh, Tom Cruise would normally have other shit to do yeah. in between movies. Yeah. Tom Cruise has less shit to do in between movies, and Tom Cruise is aging. So yeah. if you want to get Tom Cruise to do his own stunts and climb up a pole or hang off a helicopter, <laughs> yeah. you've got five years, maybe? Mm-hmm, right? So how many films can we get in in yeah. that time? Okay, yeah. so we, we get another director in there. I don't know who you want to put in there, but you get another director in there. Okay, but then that other director has to learn everything, mm-hmm. learn how this all works. Yeah, yeah. And said you got a guy who already is loaded up, knows how to who's do a, it, crank a, it out, get a, it done. But not even that he cranks it out. He's a very good film oh, director. Oh, he's very good. Like, if you watch, like, some of the sequences that he put together for, um, and to, and I put my money where my mouth is, by the way, actually, because the other night I wanted to watch Ghost Protocol. Could not find it anywhere, in yeah. any way, that was, like, legitimate way to watch I wish, it. I wish you'd called me. I think we got two DVDs. <laughs> two Blu-ray DVDs. So I, I looked online. Yeah. They had like a the five five movies twenty five dollars the five people you meet five, in heaven five Blu rays that you that meet, meet in heaven. heaven. <laughs> I love that book by oh, the, Godfather uh, Two Ratatouille. Oh. All right, I guess so. <laughs> Ratatouille, the Kangaroo Incredibles. Jack. I'm in hell. This is a trick. It's a goddamn trick. <laughs> kangaroo Jack. Uh, so Kangaroo Free Jack. That's the really Free Jack would be another one. Yeah, it would be in hell. That's a trick. Yeah. <laughs> so. The Mick Jagger collection. Oh no! So I was just like, oh, I guess I'll get it because it's twenty five bucks for for like five Blu rays. That's pretty good. So I yeah. ordered them. They came like a couple days later. We watched Ghost Protocol. I was really happy. Cool. Uh, what was interesting though, just to slate aside, it came in this little bar, like a little slip cover, mm-hmm. and you take it out, and then it f- unfolds. Yeah. I think it folds into three. Yeah. And then it has the movies, uh, you know, on top of each other. But what was great was that you could tell. You could see the money running out on DVDs. So like Mission Impossible 1, Mission Impossible 2, Mission Impossible 3, all had these beautiful pictures related to the films on, on the DVDs. And the DVD for Mission Impossible 3 said Disc 1. <laughs> so they just had like removed it from the original yeah. package that had yeah. like Disco supplementary stuff. 
And then the the DVDs for for uh, Ghost Protocol and Rogue Nation were just plain blue, <laughs> with some writing on it, and that was it. It's like a blah, the blast thing. Uh, Rogue Nation or Ghost Protocol had no commentary. It had it had like a little um, it had a little uh, like supplementary uh, mm-hmm. a documentary of making, and probably showed some stuff of Tom Cruise climbing up and down that uh, the needle or whatever it's called in the, that place. And then um, but. Uh, Rogue Nation had some commentary, so I'm I'm excited to listen to that. But because, um, like, I know that DVD sales have gone down drastically. Mm-hmm. But if you want to watch a movie anytime, mm-hmm. like if you like a movie and it's yeah. one of your favorite films, and you yeah. just I want to watch Scott Pilgrim, sure, as you, I do, you have to own it because you're not going to find it everywhere all the time. That's the reality of well, but you don't have to own it. You have to own like a machine that will allow you to instantly stream it. Uh, yeah, but then you don't get all the extra stuff with it. That's the thing. You need all the extras. But yeah. how many times are you going to watch the extras? I don't care. Once is enough. How many times am I going to read a book? What extra would you like to see? Name one. Commentary tracks. Yeah, commentary track is the only one that I could see you can't get. But anything else, you go like, well, let's go to YouTube. There it is. Yeah, but it's on YouTube because it was on the DVD in the first place. If it's not on the DVD, if it's yeah. only being streamed, yeah. there will be no supplementary materials out well, there for anything. Well, actually, it's not true. Um, oh, I'm a liar. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Um, <laughs> when I when I get movies from uh, PlayStation Network, yeah, they've got like all the bonus stuff. They don't have the commentary. That is true. Mm. Or maybe they do, and I just haven't like hit that track. Yeah, they're, they're one place that does it. Most other streaming streaming uh systems don't provide you with extra supplementary materials yeah not even apple uh so they do a little bit but not very much they used yeah. to but now they don't i think that is a benefit that uh that will come up in, and I, once again i think that will rise again well that'd be great i mean then i would not be so re- so resistant to streaming but also the fact that it's not there like you know like legally obviously i could have gone to some sites and found it and streamed it and, and watched it in terrible uh terrible uh uh, non HD, no, uh, well, guilt. guilt, whatever. I think the movie's made its made its money back. Um, Ghost Protocol, but more just like why would why do you want to watch something like it's unpleasant experience? Because mm-hmm. like we have a very nice television, so if I when I stream things on it, I can see like the the bit swirl. Yep. In on the in the image, and it's just yuck. Like I don't. Let me watch ask that. you this: uh, We have a, a, f- a friend, David uh, M, who sometimes comes on our show. Yeah. Uh, was uh, I think the most recent one? It was our uh, anniversary show with Steve Scrooge, and he sang a couple of great songs. Um, you occasionally go over to his place and watch movies. Yep. Um, does he have the 4K yet? No, he does not. Oh, is he planning on getting the 4K? I don't know. I have He didn't talk about it actually. Which is, uh, yeah, I remember when when DVDs came out, and he was a big Laserdisc collector. Yes. And then when they were talking about DVDs, you guys were watching Laserdiscs well past when people were watching Laserdiscs. Well, maybe, but I mean, he he converted very quickly to DVD. Oh, okay. Faster than he had DVD, a DVD player before most anyone else I knew. Oh, okay. Um, and yeah, I was more hesitant about it because what I'd read, it didn't sound that great. Like Laserdiscs had their issues, but what was nice about like the really good Laserdiscs is that you could watch them frame by frame. Mm. So like I have like for instance John Woo's The Killer in this. In this, uh, I can't remember what it's called. There's a, d- a name for it. And then oh, you the can... something edition? No, or... not like that, but just the name of the the laserdisc that, that the type of laserdisc you. Oh, get, okay. That you could go frame by frame through it and see like every dove fly. Oh, that's great. I don't know. And you went, the oh, this okay. is what it sounds like when doves fly. <laughs> this is what it sounds like. <laughs> hey, Dave, who are we? We're Justin Timberlake. Look at us. We're doing a Prince thing. Justin Timberlake. Does he did. do that? 
Yeah. Oh. That was a Super Bowl uh, halftime show. Oh, I didn't see it. Uh, I did tribute to Prince. Oh, nice. And everyone went, what? Who's he? Well, here's what people He was like. only here a couple years people ago. People really like this. They like that uh, then you went outside the stadium and you saw like a big swath of uh, Minneapolis. Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Uh, was purple. They mm-hmm. just turned it all purple, oh, which neat. was really, really sweet. Yeah. But then it was back. Like he was supposed to be doing it with a hologram. And Prince had previously said when he was still alive yeah. how that's like demon's work and i'm no demon <laughs> i don't he hated that so they just did a projection of him while uh, i think he's saying let's go crazy mm. and people did not go crazy and uh but they like the purpleness uh around they thought that was sweet mm. but they uh they've been kind of bad mouth and justin timberlake lately Oof. over that well the problem will is he is ever that... recover and he has it's yeah, fine sure it'd be fine uh it just goes on saturday night live and charms everyone's pants off yep but um the problem is, is that Prince did the Super Bowl not that long ago, ago. So people are like, yeah, wasn't he just here, like actually playing his weird guitar, like just totally rocking out, doing some songs Sounds that we all right. know and love? I was asking, um, I was asking uh, my wife and my sister uh, in law, uh, hey, when did uh, Super Bowls get all crazy for entertainment? And, uh, and what I was told, because they looked it up. Okay. So this is secondhand. <laughs> was it used to be just like high school bands and stuff? Yeah. Like it was no yeah. one a big deal. Then one year they had someone perform, mm. and they just raised the roof, and now everyone had to make it fancy. Okay. Who was the person that they had performed? Mister Fancy Pants had to come in and just rock it out. Really? Made it so. Oh boy, that guy. And he's a guy who makes it and does it. That guy. You don't get much bigger than that guy. And who was it? Was it Rolf Harris? Yes. <laughs> Whatever happened to him? Let me look it up. Oh, no. Oh, was it, no. Was it the boss? Oh, no. Was it the boss? Was no, it Bruce it was Springsteen? not. It was not. Who was it? Let me see what happened to Bruce Springsteen. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's nice. No, wait a minute, but oh, that's <laughs> nice. I'm glad to hear. Well, no, Bruce Springsteen's things, fine. Things turned around for him. No, it's Michael Jackson. Oh, Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson performed, oh, and wow. then from that point on, it was like a big, spectacular show that had to be mm. topped every year and yeah, topped yeah, every yeah. year and topped every year. Let wow. me just check out what happened to Michael Jackson. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I, like I should you, stop looking at I like this. I you had to check. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to go back to Bruce Springsteen. I don't... Yeah. It's a, oh, that's it's, nice. It's a nice oh, he's story. fine. That's it's good. Fine. Seems a nice guy. Yeah. He's had his, he's had his ups and downs, but mostly, yeah. mostly up. Yeah. And even the mostly downs... Up. You know, yeah. listen, it's all part of if you've been life. a rock star for that amount of time mm-hmm. and people aren't now going boo to you, <laughs> good on you. Well played, they, you. They are, but they're going boo. That's fine. It's different. That's fine and fine. Boo. So, yeah, my my final uh, part of that is I'm, 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 a feared for, uh, I'm a feared for my beloved Mission Impossible franchise. Well, if you don't like it, another one will be around in a year and a half. Don't worry I'm, about it. I'm a weird like when I was a when I was a teenager and a young adult. When I was an opinionated, oh, everyone take a drink. <laughs> Please take Talking a drink. About the childhood, take Gosh, a drink. I'm running out of coke here. I got lots of ice. Though. Oh, let me fill uh. you up with some gin. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> and uh, but when I, you know, I I I I uh, joined my fellow human snobs. Yeah, the Fellowship of the Ring. Fellowship of the Snobs. Remember we, that when you joined the Fellowship of the Ring? And sure, it was a boxing match, and. <laughs> What you know? I just I I didn't like Tom Cruise because Tom Cruise was like a commercial whore and his movies were all bad and he's a terrible actor. Mm-hmm. We all agreed on that. What was your first Tom Cruise movie? Did you see Risky Business? My first Tom Cruise movie was Taps, sir. 
But okay. he played he played the villain. What's that? Yeah, okay. Well, you didn't think he was a commercial whore then. No, no. I th- I thought uh, I thought he was really good. And in that even movie. Risky Business, uh, though I know they promoted him as like Johnny Handsome. It's a weird ass film. Yeah, that's a weird film. So when no, did you start strongly disliking Tom? I Cruise? think when I became a snob, like when when I saw all the right moves and stuff like that at the Columbia Theater. Okay. When I was a kid, I I liked him a lot. I thought those were good movies. But I think by the time I'm going to tell you where where I'm going to tell you where he lost me. Oh sure sure go ahead. Cocktail. I didn't see Cocktail. When it, when it, when, okay, the title. You uh, didn't like Kokomo, that's so. <laughs> uh, here was the poster, and maybe it was because I was going through a relationship that wasn't great, mm. and there was a gigantic cutout of him next to the popcorn stand where I was talking to the woman who I was slowly breaking up with, okay. but I was not aware we were breaking up. Okay. And I'm blaming it on this cardboard cutout <laughs> of Tom Cruise. But it was him, and he's he's uh, juggling a shaker and uh, behind the bar. Yeah. And here's the uh, the tagline is there. Mm-hmm. When he pours, he rains. Mm. Mm-hmm. Boo <laughs> to that joke. <laughs> Terrible. Yeah. Uh, and I've never seen Cocktail. It might be a delightful film. Yeah, I've never seen. He's it fine in the color of money. He's good for that. He's good in a lot of shit. No, no. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. He's really good. He's really good. Uh, besides Far and Away, where I think that. Uh, he was. Ru- it was a rush production. He didn't have time to like, like work on an Irish accent. He just kind of was thrown onto the set. Yeah. And uh, and know, he mentioned like his, the Irish. He mentioned Lucky Charms at least three times. So I think at that least, was like his go-to to get not, into that accent. If not fourteen. Yeah. Did he not, sir? Yeah. Everyone like, was, was, Yeah. Did he not, sir? And sure and sure enough, <laughs> sir. Sure enough. Yeah. He said which Shillelagh of, way too which, much. Which Which part of Ireland are you from? Sir? I'm from Shillelagh, Ireland. A, and um, but. My feeling nowadays is that if you watch a Tom Cruise film, it, the, it doesn't matter, like, Oblivion, whatever. It's a like good movie. It might not be the best movie ever, but they're all competently made. And they're just, like, enjoyable. It's like he just kind of knows how to make a good film. And he chooses good projects, mm-hmm. you know. And he also knows how to, like, kind of break it up a little bit, too. He can do an American Made. Yep. He can do an Edge of Tomorrow. He can do a, you know, franchise movie like Mission Impossible. He can make a terrible mistake, like doing the the mummy, which seemed seemed on paper that it was fine. I'm sure it seemed, you know, yeah. I if mean, they'd done it well, it would have been fine. Once they again, didn't it's do just, it well. It's an example of of a franchise where there's too much interest from executives in it, and they're not allowing artists to make make the decisions. They're they're making they're making corporate decisions well, on a, on the, an artistic it's thing. It's fine to make corporate fucking decisions, but you can't do this. You can't go out and go like. There's a whole world you don't understand. And all of these amazing monsters. You can't fucking do that. <laughs> don't tell me there's infinite things and, inf- and we're a secret organization. <laughs> because I just saw King Kong mm. and you just told me that shit on this one. Yeah. And I've seen the Avengers. So everyone stop being shield. Don't be shield. <laughs> be anything else. Yeah. Be anything else. Can we, can we have a, a gleam of light going up into the sky? You're really Why okay. not go into the ground? You're okay with that? Actually, there's a lot of pits now, too, to be frank. Uh, so, <laughs> meh, whatever. Uh, it's all the pits. Yep. But anyway, you wanted to talk about something. You wrote You wrote down, you had a You had a bookmark, you noted it. Yeah. Uh, it's actually, there's two things. They almost seem loosely connected now oh, that I'm looking okay. at these things. I think uh, that you said one. Uh, last, uh, I think well, push, two uh, is pushing it. Okay, that's right. I'm sorry that I'm, uh, I'm so drunk I'm going to get on with this. <laughs> so, um, 
Yeah, you know, I do. I do sketch. Oh, sh- I do. Uh, I do uh, improv, yeah. and uh, those are mostly what I do. Is like sure. sketch and improv for yep. the most part. Yep. Uh, I've I've uh, done some stand up, and we've gotten into that for. Uh, and and I'm I'm trying to do a little bit more stand up now because uh, I got some stuff that I want to do. So I so I book myself at. Uh, I don't book myself. I ask to be booked, and uh, <laughs> go down to the Yuck Yucks Amateur Night last night. Okay. Okay. So I go down there to do myself some rusty stand up. Yeah. Um. And it's fine, and I'm like about eighth eighth up, and I go like, all right, well, let's see how things are. Let's mm-hmm. see how things are. So I'm sitting down. I got my little five minutes of uh, material. Uh, I do a li- I, I got a little less than five in case you know I need to expand. It's better to expand than to go over, and and then I see and the MC goes up and oh and and, and does your set. <laughs> I wish that'd be great. <laughs> see how it works. I go. Oh, that's how it goes. Well, don't need me. Bye. And leave. Go see a movie up the street. Um, but there, there's a bunch of knuckleheads in the front row. Mm. Like, uh, uh, and they're 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 bald, and they're uh, they're all jockey, and they're uh, there, and they're getting drunk, and mm. uh, and 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 he's talking to them and doing a bunch of stuff and saying things like, so uh, you know, you got a girlfriend, and it's like, uh, no, I've been married a couple of times, and I got all these. You talk about their baby mamas and all this other stuff. It's just all fucking jerk ass, fucking yeah, yeah. jerk ass stuff. And and the, and the and the comedian is fine. The comedian is like just bantering with mm. them, but they're just really encouraging them. Like mm. I know they're trying to sh- shut them down a little bit, but it's just like, well, now you've like just made the show this. Yeah. Now we're just dealing with the knucklehead yeah. down there, and he's going to talk through every other comedian's fucking thing. And how do you not know this doesn't work by this point? Yeah. Because I'm to say my age. I've been doing I've been doing stand up off and on since the mid '80s, yeah. and like. You don't fucking you you uh, you you acknowledge the knucklehead. You shut down the knucklehead in a polite way. You know, make sure that you know they're grateful for them to be here. Give them the rules, which are just like you can talk a bit with me, the MCs here, but don't talk during the show. I know it feels like you should talk. Don't, and everyone will appreciate it. Am I right? Turn to the crowd. The, right, we want them to not talk during the show. Right, okay, everyone here. It's like, all right, peer pressure. You there? We're fine. Okay, so so like, oh, but it's like, oh, we're gonna have to deal with the knuckleheads. He doesn't fucking know. <laughs> And then the and the MC keeps doing their 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 fast paced bit, but but they just do all this real fast nothing stuff that's so generic, just about you know men and women and this and that. And I'm just looking at it, going like, it's clearly this person wants to be a professional stand up. Where do you think this is gonna go? There's nothing unique about this. There's no you know, it's not like when I started where you didn't really see much stand up besides. On late night talk shows, and even then, it was rarely. You can see all these Netflix specials. You know why all these people are on here. They've all got a unique take on something. That's clearly what you have to do. And you're doing this generic bullshit still. And 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 over the course of the night, so many people just came up and just kept doing the same generic men and women and fucking and this. And I was like, well, where's this gonna go? Where are you gonna put this? <laughs> Nowhere. You're just spinning your goddamn wheels. This is nothing. Huh. But the very first person who came up. Uh, you know, it's like uh, the MC was like, and here he is. He's uh, he's from China, and it's like uh, he's da, da, this, and his name is a very Chinese name. And so he comes up, and the guy goes, "Hello, my name is," and says the very Chinese name. And I drove here tonight, and I killed two people. Ha ha ha! ha mouthful thing. And then uh, almost all the jokes were about like being Chinese and that kind of thing. It was just like still. <laughs> This is the we're still 2018. Still this, and I remember like I've got a I've got a good friend uh, Chris Casillan who's one of the most brilliant uh, improv 
people yep. I know. I've been in two sketch comedy groups with him. Fucking fantastic. And I remember there was a night uh, many years ago where we were uh, at the Urban Well, which was our kind of comedy night, and uh, it was uh, it was they were they were casting something, uh, and they wanted to see Asian comedians. Yeah. So there was like uh, the six Asian comedians that were in town that were professional Asian comedians, and and they all talked beforehand about like, what are you gonna do? What are you going to do? And they were like, we're all fucked. Why? Because we've all got the driving bits and only one of us can do it because you can't go up and do it. And it was, you've all got the driving bits. Okay. Well, chuck that. What are your other things? <laughs> I was like, eh. well, that's all the same bit as well. What are you all doing? Why are you doing this? And also I wanted to say the first guy up there, where do you think you're going to do this on TV? Where is this going to go? Is this going to be on your album? No. And then the next person who comes up is this woman who goes, I'm 57 years old. And everyone claps. Yeah. I'm like, well, yeah, you've lived longer <laughs> good, than me. I guess job. that's pretty good. Yeah. And she's wearing like uh, like cutoff sleeves and whatever. And, uh, and, and, and she started talking about, and they, they say women like me are cougars. And we like the young guys. And I'm like, all right, we're doing this. And she just went into that generic shit. It was again like, where are you going with this? Where will this go? It's so everyone's doing it. I just really want to stand up and just go, you're wasting everyone's time. There's no reason for this. Jesus, Lord. That would be good. Oh, that would be great. Yeah, it was just a, it was a, it was just a big stun bun. And so you went up there and you're like, and white people are like this. <laughs> yeah, like, we just stand up like this. What's your problem? Why are we all? No, I went up and just started tearing apart the Snow White movie. That was me. Uh, Where are you gonna go with that? And then the last guy, the last guy yeah. uh, was a fella, and he was a he was a Muslim fella, and uh, and, and 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 he sat down. I went like, oh, this guy knows how to do stand up nowadays. You sit down. He's Mark Marining it. Oh, okay. he's got. Oh, here we go. It's gonna be great. Yeah. And and. <sighs> He was just doing the whole big bit about how, you know, the different, where, you know, it was about, you know, uh, white people should have white pride because you've invented so many things and you got a list of things that, you know, in this college <laughs> that were invented by people of color. And it's like, you know who invented the rest of this stuff? Uh, you guys. And it was such a weird thing because it was like, you know, I love air conditioning. And there was some things like that where it's like, okay, air conditioning. If you go weird specifics, yeah. we could That's do better, this. Yeah. You could do this. But like the whole thing was just like, yeah, but. No, we didn't <laughs> at all. Like, if you trade the, this next step over, we did not at all. Invent, like, your faulty premise. But I'm like, okay, well, where is this going? This might be going somewhere. And I don't want to ruin the guy's bit, but I'm going to because fuck it. You know, he goes, you know, that, uh, yeah, well, you know, though, the thing is, uh, Muslim people actually invented the first uh, flying machine. Of course, years later, we kind of took it too far with, a, with, a, with flying into a building, huh? Anyway, good night. And it was like, that was this thing. I was like, <laughs> what? Okay. Fine. Are we again not? We're we doing a nine eleven bit again. Sixteen years later. Sixteen years later. I get it. I guess it's not too soon anymore. I guess it's not too soon. But is it too late? <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing, all of you? Okay. So there's that. Um. So there's yeah. It's it, 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 here was here was actually a thing like. You know, so many people went up, and it's it's this bit. You know, but these, these are, are but let's just be fair. These are amateurs. No, no, no. There's pros too. Oh, and every one of them starts off with this. Every fucking comic, almost to a to a person, yeah, started off with this. They're just like, you know, they go up and they're like, ah, you're looking at me. I know what you're saying. It's like a da had sex with a da. 
And I'm like, yeah, it does look like that. It does look like that. And there's some clever variations on it. Sure. There's some clever variations, but like, it's always the, so you're looking at me and thinking, well, everyone's saying this, man. Did you miss everyone's fucking act? And I had a bit that was almost like that. And I went like, well, I can't do it because everyone's done this. Mm. Gone. But yeah. no one else went, I better, I, I better cut that then. <laughs> no. It's just like, huh. I got to go to this, uh, the second thing and I got to punch it up and here we go and twist it around. It's so weird. Okay. Uh, and so, and so a fo- kind of follow up thing on the, on the business sure, of sure, comedy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, here's the thing. If you're going to offend me, fucking offend me. Don't offend me by boring me to fucking tears. You know, if you're going to give me a Chinese stereotype, really go for it. Yeah. The, the guy actually did get into a whole bunch of things about like, and then the person's cat was missing and they're like, eh, did you eat it? <laughs> anyway, all right, fine. Okay, 2000 and goddamn 18. Yeah. Um, wait, I think I lost a year when I was saying like it's 17. Yeah, it is 17 years since since 9-11. Never forget. Um, it's not so, quite 17 years yet. Fair enough. Yeah, when it is, we'll have the party. <laughs> um, 17-year party. So so, uh, so I'm reading Twitter and mm-hmm. it, Seth MacFarlane uh, posts a thing saying, you know, whatever Emmy-nominated show you're watching now, forget about it. Go watch reruns of All in the Family. You know, it's better than any, it's better than any of that and couldn't be more timely. And I admit, All in the Family is a very good show. Mm-hmm. Jennifer Tilly comes on uh, afterwards and says, you could never do a show like that nowadays. Everyone's too politically incorrect. Politically correct. Oh, sorry. Politically correct. Yeah. You never could. She There's only be, one person she would more, politically incorrect. She would be more right the other way. You can't <laughs> do a show like that nowadays. Everyone's too politically correct. Yeah. And I think, I'm like, okay, no. No, what are you fucking talking about? You're you're on you're talking to a guy who is the producer of Family Guy. Yeah. You're on Family Guy. I'm pretty sure your character fucked a dog on the show. Mm. There's one there's one thing. But like let, tell me what's something that's offensive yeah. and let me tell you that it's been on that show. Also, there's a show called South Park and yeah. Yeah. And there's 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 cable and there's streaming and there was like Louis C.K.'s Horace and Pete. And there's like so many fucking things. Don't you know F is for family. Yeah, you can't tell me now, oh, you couldn't do this on television anymore. Even the show you can't do this on television. <laughs> Maybe you can't sorry. You can't do that anymore. You can't pour green yeah, slime you, on people. You can't afford uh, yeah. Lannis Morissette. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't do that anymore. No, you can't do that. You but that whole idea true. of just like, can't do that no, anymore. nowadays you can't do that on yeah, TV. Are you crackers? Mm. Are you crackers? What can't you do? Dave Chappelle has, I think, now four specials on Netflix. Boy, is he pumping them out. Yeah, that's fine. You make money. If you find out that you make, I don't know, like $500,000. Wait, no, it's more than that. It's millions. He's making $50 million. That's what he's making. Like an, uh, a special. Wouldn't you make a bunch of specials? Do you say $50 million I think, a special? I think it might be. I know that Chris Rock made like $40 million for his special. So he's getting paid more? To do, oh yeah, then it costs to sure. make. Why not Netflix films? Why? Well, why wouldn't you? Wow. People still watch it. Yeah, you could do uh, uh, Blink or whatever that uh, blip, bland, bright. That was a bit more expensive. Lamb, like ninety million. Blamo. Yeah. Uh, uh, but the, or, or you have that special, and it's. I'm not sure what he paid. Maybe he didn't get that, that but he got that, in the tens of millions. That Cloverfield paradox film cost forty million dollars to make. Great, and you got to mix it up. You can't have all Cloverfields. Well, no, you can't have right. all stand-up specials. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying. Right. Seems like a lot of money to pay. But one you look at the things Dave talk. Chappelle was talking about on that special, mm-hmm. and just I watched go, one of them. Okay, fair enough. Uh, and 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 uh, so, are you saying you, you are, you, are you saying he's not saying controversial things, or are you saying he is controversial things? Oh yeah, I think he's being intentionally contra- controversial. Right. So I'm I'm thinking like I can't think of things that Archie Bunker would have said mm-hmm. 
that that Dave Chappelle couldn't say yeah. now or wouldn't say. What's inter- what what's interesting about him is I feel like he's the sort of person who goes, "Okay, I've got a really good joke here. Mm-hmm. It's going to offend people, but God damn it, it's a good joke." Yeah. So I'm just going to go for it. Because what the fuck? Like Louis C.K., what he would do uh, would be he would take the the really offensive thing of like, okay, pedophilia, that's the worst thing. Mm-hmm. So let me let me get to the point where I'm defending pedophilia, and then get to the point where you're now agreeing with me. I'm gonna I'm gonna convince you that pedophilia, there's something about it that you're that, that, yeah. that you're gonna be like on board with, hmm. and and he'll take you there. He'll he's gonna do the most difficult thing, and I'm gonna I'm gonna lift that fucking weight that you say you can't lift. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, I think Chappelle just says what's on his mind and doesn't give a fuck and doesn't, <laughs> you know. Well, the one I watched, it actually. Though what's on your mind doesn't necessarily the truth, but whatever, it's on his mind. It's a, it's his truth, but yeah. what, which I guess is not that important either. But he, it, the one I watched, he, it was offensive what he was doing, but it actually paid off in the end. And I thought that was a really interesting way to do to do it. You know, to tell a bunch of jokes where you're kind of like me. I was, I was working, so I was just listening to it. But you know, you're kind of like, um, you're sort of like, woo, he's. Doing a lot of stuff about that. Mm-hmm. I think it was a, I think it was gay people who was going on about it. You know, it's not that he's being offensive to them. It's just that it's kind of a, he's kind of playing to a stereotype. Mm-hmm. You know, because he's kind of like, here's my shorthand for what this is. Yeah. Because I want to get to this point here, and you guys are going to go, oh, that's interesting. And so yeah, and then when he gets there, you go, oh, that's interesting that he took it around, and they had like an ending to this whole long thing that you could kind of be you could get your back up at or whatever. People right. would be like, wow, he's talking about this, you know, and you can. Feel that way about it and not watch it, but I, you know, I don't think it takes away his, the you know, fact that he's doing it or whatever. And you're right, the idea that politically correct, the idea that there's politically politically correctness that's stopping people from talking about things, I don't think is true. I think there's, I think that there is a controversy over where you can talk about these things, mm-hmm. but whether you should talk about or whether you should talk about them, you know what I mean. But yeah, but I think it's. But I don't think that stops you from talking about them if you want to. If you really want to talk about them, you can. And if you want to try and be funny about them, you can try. You know, it's not going to be easy though. But then it shouldn't it's be. Not, it's not. Yeah, you shouldn't. It shouldn't be, yeah. shouldn't be easy. To Difficult take topics shouldn't be easy. Exactly. To talk to talk about, and you should. Yeah. I, and also, fuck should. You know, I mean, should you, you just you just got to do mm-hmm. at some at some point. Yoda. There, there you are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, again, the the silliest thing in the world to me uh, is our clowns. Oh, they're so silly. Uh, no, the silliest thing in the world to me is, uh, you know, is that, that silly Seinfeld, you know, Chris Rock thing of like, we can't play colleges anymore because the college students are too politically correct. Mm. And it was like, you don't play colleges. Neither yeah, you of you. Do, you, get to do you guys are too yeah, huge. It's like Paul McCartney going like, "Yeah, you know, I'd reform the Beatles and we'd uh, we'd play colleges, but I don't know the kids today. They don't get it." It's like, <laughs> "No, you wouldn't. This is nuts. What are you talking about?" And it's like, and so it's the, it's these guys going like, "Yeah, you just can't do that material at colleges." No, where can you do it? I don't know. Everywhere else. Yeah. You know, both of you have Netflix specials. Both of you got paid at least mm. again. I'm I'm going to break out at more than thirty million dollars okay. to do your your Netflix specials. Yeah. So you're fine. You have albums. You yeah. can tour concert halls. You can tour everywhere else, but you're going, mm-hmm. yeah, colleges. <laughs> yeah. I really have a whole t- a hard time at the coffee shops. Well, fuck off. Fuck off. You know, so you can't play everywhere you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Well, you could 
if you just had the stones to go and do your bit and then have someone go, boo, yeah. and then go, boo scared me. <laughs> like, well, don't, you've been booed in yeah, the past? That's the, that's a funny Shut thing, up. When did it? you get, when did you become so delicate mm-hmm. to not be booed? If you believe in it, fucking say it. Well, yeah, if you think the joke is worth it. Yeah, or if you believe it, even if you think it's a truth yeah, that you want to get out yeah, there. Yeah, sure, that's part of it, too. I mean, I, and I don't think, to go back to Dave Chappelle, I don't think he's speaking to truth. I think he's speaking to comedy. You know, and I think he's saying to himself, this is strong enough material mm-hmm. that I can get over I can get over the audience's resistance to this, you know? And that's yeah. I mean, and why wouldn't you do the hard thing if you're a comedian, you know, uh, and you're supposed to be like one of the best. Mm-hmm. And he is someone who's held up as one of the best. You gotta do the hard thing. And I think mm-hmm. that was a again, I keep mentioning Louis C.K. Uh but like that was something that he He, he, he did would, the hard thing. He did the hard thing every uh, <laughs> he did the hard <laughs> thing like every every time in like film or television. Yeah. You know, he could have done just a regular sitcom or uh, an easy to digest film or a stand up set that wasn't about, you know, horrific things. Uh but he would always do the hard thing and try to win the audience over and go the long route because yeah. if people are saying you're the best well, then up your game, constantly up your game, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, and uh, and there you go. Uh, so yeah, it was just I killed two well, people on the way over. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, it's kind of funny though because when many years ago when you uh, when you did comedy college, there was uh, there was a, a comedian well, why there. Why don't we explain what that is real fast? Okay, well, comedy because it sounds like I actually performed at a comedy college. <laughs> there was a game show where uh, con- uh, con- stand up contestants. Did their bit and then they're voted on by the audience. And you could be like funny or something weird or, or weird yeah. or grown. It was grown and weird. Yeah. And I would like normally end up in the weird section, but sometimes in the grown section, mm. never in the funny section because I was a weird comic. Yeah. Uh, but there was a comic there, and this is like in the in the mid '80s, and she was playing off the stereotypes of her of her. Uh, I think she's East Indian. Yep. And her act was full of East Indian references and and things like that too. You know, the sort of pander sort of pandering uh, stereotypes. So it's not like it's it's been around for a while is what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, that's my thing. It's like yeah. I can sort of see in the 80s that that was a that was a thing, yeah. that, you know. Uh but like that it's 2017 and we live mm-hmm. in hopefully a world where there's more exposure like there's more yeah. options yeah. like we've grown a bit I would like to think. Mm-hmm. But uh for some reason at just at the at this at this comedy club it was just like both pro and am were just all oh, it's all it's all just this, huh? And it's strange because I do know stand-up comics that are that are great and don't do that stuff and just seem so casual and so so you know uh, they carry themselves lately and go go and and do and just do different stuff and and just and just seeing people still doing that it was just like oh boy I'm sorry I'm sorry <laughs> to see that and, and I'm sorry to see like no one has a word with them afterwards and just go let's mix that up let's uh, let's take the that that top bit off and. Let's just go to some, you know, some of your middle stuff. Yeah. You know, let's not, let's not start off with, uh, you know, I'm a this and here's the stereotype you expect and I'm just going to say it out loud and this is what we are and I'm not going to end by saying I ate your cat. Let's like, uh, let's see what else we got uh, kicking around. Mm. You must have something. And also, not just because the audience is offended, because quite frankly, there's some people that liked it. It's fine. Yeah. Um, but because, I don't know, do you, do you want a career? Because this is going to go nowhere. No one's looking for the, for the uh, comedian who's doing the cat eating bit. And no one's doing the I'm a no one's looking for the new I'm a cougar uh, bit. No one's Mm -hmm. looking for that. You know we're good. We're good. You know that that's well well covered. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, I I, well of course I agree with you because I I, I'm a 
I'm a comedy snob. I was just thinking to myself when you're talking though, does does a scene to thrive, does it need does it need mentors? Like someone who would could speak to comedians and you know, someone if not mentors, examples. Maybe examples, but I'm thinking that sometimes a scene needs someone who doesn't isn't shy about going to other comedians and saying, you know what would be good is if you did blah blah blah. Instead of da 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 da. I'm going to tell you what I think the problem is generally with Vancouver is we can become a little bit of a black hole where the professional comedians stay for too long okay. and don't move on. Yeah. Either don't quit or don't move, literally move to LA or New York or yeah. someplace where you can do, or even Toronto. Mm -hmm. And so it's tough, I think. You end up with these comedians that have been here for forever. And if you come in 10 years, they'll still be here. Yeah. So it's tough for them to give advice to the newcomers because even though they're much, much better than them and they've got some good material, I think the, I think the, the feeling generally would be to me, if I was a young up and comer, first of all, I'd be happy to talk to them, but then it would be, but you haven't made it. Yeah. Like I need someone to make it to mm. give me advice. Mm. Don't tell me how to do it if I haven't seen you ever do it because mm. what the fuck do you know? Oh, you know, and, and you know what? Right now I'm getting laughs. Yeah. And you're getting laughs. And I don't see the difference because I don't see what the end goal is beyond you. I want to be you and yeah. stay in this town forever and just have fun and go to a comedy club every night and hang out with my friends and get laughs. But they don't see it as a career or anything beyond that. Yeah. Maybe they do. But it, it, as in a, someone's just going to show up and like go, you, you've got it. You've got it. We're going to ship you to Ellie, which isn't how it fucking goes. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it all just stays the same. And of course, the problem with the yeah, show. Someone should have a word and go like, knock it off. Someone should have a word. Yeah, yeah. But when every, when every, sorry, when every Asian comic has got the, uh, this, the, the fucking car joke. Yeah. Uh, who's gonna, who's gonna tell them that? Even though these are the people that are the professionals, mm -hmm. and have been like, you know, doing, and which, which then to me is like, you know, it's just a couple of years before, like, I, I want to take my nephew to comedy clubs and, uh, you know, and see stuff, yeah. and like, you know, uh, again, he's half, uh, he's he's half from ch uh, Chinese background. And like, I don't want, I don't want him seeing this shit. I don't want him seeing this. Yeah. And it kind of bugs me that like his mom is a big fan of uh, Russell Peters, who who pretty much just does that kind of stuff. That's mm -hmm. his big stuff. Sure. And it's just like, yeah. oh no, this is what it's going to be. And it's just going to keep going. And just like, son of a bitch. I'm like, oh. Well, I mean, you say, where are people going to go with that? And maybe your thinking is that there's already Rus Russell Peters. You okay. can't out Russell Pe Peters, Russell Peters. So. But okay. The Russell Peters situation is a, is a different one. In that Russell Peters was also someone who was stuck in the same loop-de-loop -loop that everyone else was. Yeah. But I've, I've, I've said this before in the show, but I'll say it super fast. What ended up happening was Russell Peters was. He did a Comedy Now special, which is what you do in Canada. Eventually you get a Comedy Now special, and it's like an hour. And every every special generally looks the same. And there's, there's piped-in laughter, and it's all kind of bullshitty. But someone liked it and put it on YouTube. And, uh, and, and, and the comedy network kept taking it down and CTP kept taking it down and then they kept putting it back up and it got shared and shared and shared. And because he was talking about, uh, the Indian experience, uh, people forwarded it to their, uh, to their relatives and yeah. what have you. And he built up a fan base quite accidentally through that. Yeah. And, and then because that's what they all knew him from, even though he had other material, that's what he that's what he did and that became the basis of his of his acting he became okay. huge out of okay. that but he's really the only guy kind of well there's a couple of other people generally doing it but yeah it's it's a rare thing to have a great amount of success with mm -hmm. and even he has kind of topped out at what he can do he can do clubs he can do concerts and he can do that and does quite well but 
he, he does have a TV show now called The Indian Detective, which co-stars the person you were talking about from the 80s. Isn't that a weird coincidence? <laughs> anyway, um, uh, who, who I know. Uh, but yeah, I think that's about where it's gonna gonna be. You know, he's he's appeared in some other stuff, but I don't know. I don't know where you go beyond with that. Yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. That's curious. Uh, that's just my opinion. What do I know? I just oh, I do jokes about Snow White. What the fuck am I? What's my high horse? <laughs> <laughs> Still a weird comedian. Still a weird comedian. That's your yeah. thing. That's your thing. Uh, what else? I've run out of things. Have you run out of topics? Are we done with like our yeah, podcast now? Like done. the whole show? Oh man, it's taken it's taken a whole bunch of episodes. But uh, oh, hey, a motorcycle went by. Fantastic. Was that a motorcycle? Yeah, it was a motorcycle. Okay. Yeah. I wondered how many episodes before we run out of things to say, and it was <laughs> three hundred and twenty-three. <laughs> Will we ever actually run out of things to talk about? No, that's okay. I don't I just, mind. I've been drinking the whole mind. episode. I got strong feelings. <laughs> We've done. Two I'll tell you about Russell today. Peters. You don't know. You don't I, fucking know. I'm still. I'm still going to the gym in the morning. So you know, I get up at quarter after five and, and head over to the gym at six. And it seems like it seems like something that you you drive yourself to do, and then you also think to yourself, why Why am I doing this again? It's a weird thing to be doing it. Do you feel good after you've done it? I do actually like how I feel after I am done. Actually. Cool. I wish I could. Um, I wish I could do the shower thing. You can't shower at the gym. I don't have enough time. Oh. I just don't have enough time because it would involve getting up even earlier. And I just, okay. I'm totally unwilling. Let me tell you a terrifying thing that happened to me last weekend. Oh, please, jeez. Uh, I was uh, doing something with my computer, and I thought that I suddenly had this duplicate file of of my downloaded music files. Over the over many years, I have collected fan uh mixes okay of whatever bubblegum music psychedelic psychedelic music psychedelic like toy toy town music as it's called which is like british quaint psychedelia a lot of songs about you know little animals or people who are gardeners and things like that <laughs> and then just all kinds of stuff like that like i just love these fan mixes and i whenever i find them i, I download them and i just had and people do them a lot like it's amazing like people love to like make their own little compilations and stuff like that so and i always enjoy those so i had like 17,000 songs or something like that and all these yeah this is a crazy amount of stuff that I've collected through like 10 years or more of downloading okay. things and because uh, you know you know I don't like downloading al- like people's albums and things like that like I'd rather mm-hmm. go and buy people's albums but um, I kind of give myself a pass on these because they're fan mixes and so kind of like well that's a good way to discover artists and blah 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 rationalizations rationalizations <laughs> so anyway so I have this duplicate of this file I'm like it's 17,000 songs why do I have this twice this is ridiculous so I just deleted it, deleted Oops. this folder. Okay, all right. And it does the thing where it's like, too big for your recycle bin. Do you want to just delete it all? I'm like, delete it all. Click yeah. yes. Wait, are you sure? Sure am. Click. And, the, and then the giant from Twin Peaks comes up and like, what is that? No. <laughs> okay. I ignored him as well. I clicked <laughs> I clicked the yes. Yes. <laughs> and then uh, just watch it, you know, the little things yep. showing, going somewhere else, away from your computer, gone. I'm like, oh, well, good. I got rid of that d- duplicate file. Now let me just check. I want to check on this song. Boop, boop, boop. Whoa, it's empty. <laughs> this folder is empty. What the hell? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, I just broke out in a sweat. Because <laughs> these are like 
like these are like they're just, yeah unretrievable. This is like dead links all over. I, mean, I could I could try and find them, yeah. but I just know it'd just be dead links everywhere, right? Of the this you know that yeah. it's gone. There's no zippy share for this. There's no mega fo- <laughs> uploads or whatever. I just like oh like this prickle of sweat on my forehead is like boom, and then my heart starts to palpitate. I'm just like oh my god oh. So the first thing I did. I was actually editing the show while I was doing this. I couldn't even listen to us talk anymore. I, <laughs> this this made me sick of both of us. I'd leave the I'd leave the studio. I go in the house. Eve's in the house. I'm just like, oh my god! I just erased. I permanently deleted seventeen thousand songs of 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 from my uh, from my fan mix folder, or whatever. And right. then I said, I'm just sick. I'm sick to my stomach. I'm sick. I just don't know what to do. I said, okay, I have to go back outside and see. I just find out. Like, I can at least Google, you know. So then I discovered there's like a program called Recuva, R-E-C-U-V-A. And so here, I'm going to tell people, if this happens to you, if you're an idiot like Dave, what idiot? That's what I should have said at that moment. What idiot deleted 17,000? Anyway, uh, so you download Recuva. It's free. It's free. Okay. Uh, you can buy like a premium version. over there. This is the free version. still works. Right. Don't download it onto the where your files are missing. So, for instance, if it was using your C drive, your regular hard drive. Okay. I wasn't. This was on a on a removable drive. But if it's on your C drive, don't download this onto your C drive because you want to preserve that as intact as it can be. So, hopefully, you have like a temporary file you can download to, or a uh, maybe like a USB yes. stick that you could download it onto and use that to run run it. So, luckily. My C drive was fine because it wasn't on there, so I just downloaded it to my regular computer. And then I ran it, and I was able to find all the files. It's quite amazing. You think they're gone. They're not gone, apparently. You can still get arrested. <laughs> <laughs> the police burst in. They want to arrest you for having fan mixes. Look out. Uh, I don't know what you do have to do then. Just burn your computer, pour Coke on it. Sure. Spark. Um, so, yeah, I just it, they all... They all came back, all these 17,000 files, just the music files. I forgot to look for the images as well. Oh, okay. So the images, <laughs> images are gone. But anyway, I've got all these, I've got all these, uh, um, it was great. It was like, it was the greatest moment. Just watching them all like go boop, 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 boop. I was finding the finding them. And it was like at the end, you're like restore. And then it took like five hours for it to restore them all in, onto my computer. And then, and then if anyone's wondering why there was no title card last week, that's just because on Sunday, Dave, for five hours was going like, because none of the folders are saved. It's just like a list of songs. Yeah. Like 17,000 songs. This is like this super long <laughs> thing. And if you want to do anything with a file, it like it took forever because there was just so much stuff on it. So then I just started like create folder, move stuff into folder, create subfolder, move stuff into subfolder, <laughs> go back out. So I just was doing that. So I've been doing it now for, I started at Z. I started at Z for some reason. It, I must have clicked it twice, and so it turned it into upside down. So it started at Z, <laughs> Z to A. I spent I've spent eleven hours working on this now, oh. and I met R. Oh my so gosh. I have a long way to go to get all this stuff in order. Oh, it's so terrible. I don't know what I. Ugh. If you think you have a duplicate file, if you think you have a duplicate file, there's probably ways you can check if it's a duplicate file. I don't know how you would do that, but anyway, a duplicate. I was fi- able to find a duplicate it. file. Seems like someone who is. Sexually attracted to twins. <laughs> yes, you're right. You're right. And that's gross, <laughs> by the way. Gross for the twins. Depends on the twins. They don't want anything to do with that garbage. It's yucky. It's all yucky. Well, they don't want to have to do stuff at the same time. They could like... Oh, I see what you're saying. Just, they want to, they just want to be confused. They want to be in like a relationship where they're just kind of like, you're back? I thought you were going out to the concert. Yeah. Yeah. 
you know, kind of relationship. It's fun. You demand they both dress alike. Yeah, it's parent trappish. Mm-hmm. It's fun. <laughs> the Patty Aston show. Yeah, the Patty Aston. Pat- show? Patty Duke show. Sorry, <laughs> that's what I meant to say. The John Aston show. John Aston. Well, she married him, so she became Patty Duke Aston. All right. That's why I got mixed up. And is she the mom of Sean Aston? Yes. Well, and he's the dad, John Aston. Right, and right? Sean Aston wanted to be the dad in Stranger Things too. How do you mean he wanted to be the dad? He wanted to be a dad. Oh, in the show, yeah. the character. Yeah, well, I also he wanted to be the character of the dad as well. I'm sure because he uh, wanted he auditioned for it and he got it. So I'm sure he wanted that part. But then also the character also wanted to be a dad in Stranger Things. I too. think I think that he was sixth or seventh on a list of actors from that time period that they called looking to see if he. Would Though be in the he show. was fine. He was very good. Yep, he's a good actor. That's Sean Aston. He also is usually about a block away from this building at any time. Oh, that's why you're nervous. There's always something. That's why you're nervous. There's always something going on. That's right. Yeah, I'm not going to badmouth The Flash. I'm not going to badmouth, again, because also my sister-in-law occasionally works on that show. Uh, And I'm not going to badmouth any of the CW shows. I'll badmouth anything I want. Yeah, you can badmouth Black Lightning because they don't shoot that here. So, you know, just talk it to death. That's not what I want. I, would, I wasn't putting it down. I'm just, I just find, no, it's find it weird. That, that's because the same with Iron Fist. I like that it was so different. Iron Fist just can't fight whoever. Oh, no, no. Dying, it has to all be about no, Iron the neighborhood clear, and the community. Uh, and, uh, there's so many Iron Fist problems. Biggest Iron Fist problem. How often have you used this, to, this term? The biggest Iron Fist problem yeah. is the whole damn thing. He's like, hey, you know what? I, I, I punched a dragon once. And, uh, oh, sorry. I meant I meant Luke Cage. That's what I meant. What I meant, not Iron oh, Fist. Oh, well, then let me just tell you my Iron Fist thing anyway. <laughs> um, so anyway, I punched a dragon. Yeah. Oh, did you? And it's like, well, I guess we're not going to see flashbacks. Oh, we're seeing flashbacks. Oh, well, uh, this is going to be worthwhile when we get to see him punch that dragon. Oh, we're not going to see him punch the dragon. <laughs> He's just going to talk about punching the dragon. Yeah. Look, yeah. there's a show called Game of Thrones where mm-hmm. they have three fucking dragons, mm. and those things fly around, yeah. solve mysteries. Yeah. Uh, they're, in a, they're in a band. <laughs> they're in a band. All I need is a dragon Together? to poke his head out of a goddamn yeah. hole, and I yeah. want you to punch him in the face, mm-hmm. and I'm fine. You can't give me one goddamn dragon, Iron Fist? Yeah. Fuck you, Iron Fist. By the way, there's a guy who's an Iron Man who also has two Iron Fists. Yeah. So the fact that you're an Iron Fist, who gives a shit? That's like there's a guy called Super Fist when there's Superman. I don't care. Superman's all fucking super. Yeah. I don't need Super Fist, though. <laughs> You know, if it was Super Fist, that's the guy in Twin Peaks, and I did like that. So shut my damn mouth. <laughs> anyway, you didn't like Luke Cage, huh? What was the name of the Dragon's Band? The Dragon's Band? Yeah. Uh, the Flaming Lips. Oh, that's good. <laughs> that's good. I like that. Flaming Lips. Oh, you're so fast. Uh, I did like, I didn't mind Luke Cage. I did like Luke yeah, Cage. Yeah, I liked Luke Cage as well. But I just... F- they, re- they, didn't, they didn't have a second half to things. And when the, they got rid of the first mm, actor... Yes, yeah, yeah. Academy yeah. Award winning actor. <laughs> Jeez. That's the guy to keep around. And a really good keyboard player as well. Oh, is he? When he, he plays in the show. Okay. Well, I don't I know if that's he, real. No, I think that was real. It looked uh, real to me. Fair enough. It totally real. To All me. right. Uh, yeah, that was a problem. And I just... And I, I, I'm Danny pretty, Partridge is a good bass player in the show. He's okay. A little, hmm. little plotting. The... Uh, the problem with... Uh, well, I, Luke Cage. I, I'm gonna, problem with Luke Cage. No, I'll excuse Luke Cage because at least with Daredevil, there's a sense of community in that that as well, that he speaks for Hell's Kitchen, that he represents mm-hmm. this, this neighborhood. And so I'm, I'm okay with Luke Cage having that element to it as well because it's in the show. It's in that universe. Yeah. But it just feels weird to me that you have all these arrow, blah, 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 stuff like that. None of them speak for other fast-moving pe- people. None of them speak for people who shoot arrows. But White Lightning has to speak for his his black community. Okay, I love that you called him White Lightning. 
Did I call white lightning? You sure did. I was thinking the drink. We have had so much alcohol today that <laughs> it's very easy to get. Are you think of a white Russian? No, I don't think there is a drink called white, white lightning. White lightning is like moonshine. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Fair I'm pretty enough. sure. Should I look it up? I don't, I don't know. I don't care. I'm right. I just like that you called him white lightning. I want to just let that sit for a while <laughs> to see how you feel about that. Feel good? Well, whatever. It's a slip. Well, whatever. It's fine. Many a, many a slip between cup and... And the white lightning. <laughs> white lightning. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, I, can, I can edit it out so that it goes black lightning. Sure you can. It's fine. Uh, Different does, voice. Does Arrow speak for the other Arrow guys? <laughs> Well, he's mayor. I guess he does. He speaks for a lot of people, but all right, fair enough. Uh, I'm just glad. Here's what you know what I'm glad about with Black Lightning, just on its own, okay. like completely in real life, yeah. is uh, Tony Isabella created Black Lightning in the 70s. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was, a, it was an okay comic. It was fine. Uh, you know, uh, and, uh, and then uh, Super Friends wanted to use Black Lightning in the show because they wanted to make the show more diverse. Good. And then they decided, oh, no. Because he owns a bit, a piece of this. We shouldn't. We shouldn't give him any money. What we're going to do, we're going to create our own character. And that character was Black Vulcan, who had the same powers as Black Lightning, but, you know, his bottom part of his body could turn into a lightning bolt. Okay. And so they had this bullshit character, Black Vulcan. Yeah. And Tony got nothing. Tony got bupkis. So uh, it's nice that now yeah. he's uh, getting the uh, sweet, sweet cash. Because he's, he's also a very nice fellow, that guy, Tony yeah. Isabel. Oh, that's good stuff. Yeah. So DC is pronounced Dick. Because that was a real dick move. It, you know what? I bet that wasn't DC because it's no skin off DC's nose. Oh. I'm sure it was whoever, probably Warner Brothers or whoever was. Hanna-Barbera, I think, produced. Hanna-Barbera? Okay. Super whoever Friends. did Super Friends. Yeah. They were the ones that didn't want to fork over the uh, cash. I think this was also when uh, Siegel and Schuster weren't getting anything either. Mm. Probably the only guy who was making anything was Bob Kane. Yeah. Um, trying to think like Wonder Woman. No, I don't think uh, Moulton's uh, 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 family was making anything off that. So, mm. yeah. Uh, they were uh, dinks. They certainly were. Yeah, they were dinks. And so, uh, fuck Black Vulcan to the to to the point where I would actually like on the Black Lightning show <laughs> there to be a knockoff character called Black Vulcan who okay. gets like killed in one episode. Okay, because that's a, that's a whole bunch of bullshit. Black Vulcan. I like that you wanted to fuck him to the point. <laughs> it's nice. Yeah. Good image. Thank you for that. That's all right. Cartoon character. You know. You know what? Mm-hmm. I, I like that you think that I'm very fast, and that's why people call me White Lightning. <laughs> I thought it was because you were drinking a lot of alcohol today. Sure, absolutely uh, David Yes, sir Let's wrap up the yeah, show Because we've been up. talking for a long time yeah. I'm a little drunk and I want to <laughs> go home I gotta wash these glasses And throw away the ice I've gotta go home My god, we're white <laughs> Okay, go ahead <laughs> I could do a yuck yuck set right now. Yeah, yeah. I know White you're looking at me all. and thinking like, "Hey, that guy's a snowman that had sex with some whiteout." Right. Anyway, hi everyone. Tonight I drove here competently and didn't kill anyone. Hello, my con. Boom boom. Uh, <laughs> I prefer the cough. Good. <laughs> um. Everyone, thanks for listening to the show today. This is maybe the last one you ever listened to, really. We took we took on some controversial things today. That's right. But we stood behind them. <laughs> we stood you behind know why? Because we're scared. <laughs> That's right. We just cowered we behind them. Leave them them between you and us. Uh, if you want to write in your outraged comments to uh, us, you can write to us at sneakydragon.com. We have a message board there. And thanks everyone who wrote last week about our show, which was a Yeah, thank you so much. Which was kind of a a bit of a I had a little bit of a heartbreak in it, I think, and we appreciate the fact that you 
wrote to us and said how much it meant to you. Yeah, that really did. Uh, that really was nice. Thank you so much. And and I got a couple of emails on the sly and messages on Facebook, oh, that's on nice. Facebook from people who went, you don't have to respond. And I usually would respond with, I'm still responding. <laughs> thanks. Uh, so thanks to the people who listen there. That's nice. So we appreciate that. But anyway, if you want to write in and uh, upbraid us for this episode, you can write to us at sneakydragon.com or you can email us at sneakyd at sneakydragon.com. You can contact us on Facebook. We have a Sneaky Dragon page there. We are also on Twitter at Sneaky underscore Dragon. And you know what? It's the end of the show. It's a good time for an ad, I think. Sure. I got my razor in the mail from Harry's. Ah. Um, How many blades you get? It has four blades. Good. It Wait, has uh, four blades in one razor, or there's four separate blades. Oh, sorry, yeah, four blades in one razor. You only get one, only get one uh, blade with, or one like head cartridge or whatever. With, okay, understood. Because it's a sample. Okay. It's a sample cartridge. So it came. I used it. I gotta say, I'm gonna be honest with everyone out there. I do not really like that many blades on a on a razor. Mm. Like I know the Especially idea. Especially since they go in different directions. I think <laughs> that really is cool. a really bad idea. <laughs> yeah, it's it's shaped like a globe, <laughs> and it rolls down your face, and it, all I do is leave scars. Uh, no, it. Here's the thing. Like the idea of the the multi razor head. Yeah. Is that, you know, as you pull down, yeah. one blade grabs the hair. Yeah. Pulls it out a little bit. Sure. And the next blade cuts it. And then it retracts, and so you get a smoother shave. That's right. the idea of it. Now, with four of them, it feels to me like all you've got is just a bunch of blades grabbing <laughs> hair on your face. So the final one can cut it. So it's just like one painful drag on your face, all this hair. It feels like, yeah, what are the two in the middle doing? Well, they're what's, also what's grabbing. The, what's the, I know, but what's yeah. their business? What's their, seems like a lot what's of, their new thing that yeah. they're adding to the, the party? It just feels like a lot of face grabbing Like if they on. were having layoffs yeah. at the Blade Factory, yeah. I think those two in the middle would be the first on the chopping block. Mm-hmm. And it would be weird to be on the chopping block, seeing as how they're blades. Exactly. Now, I think I've said before that I have sensitive skin. Um, I do. I know. I, I'm sorry I'm laughing because uh, it, it just reminds me of uh, some people I know who have talked about having sensitive eyes. And mm. how, yeah, everyone's got sensitive eyes. <laughs> I can't no take, one can take I a punch in the eye. Yeah, no one can take a yeah. poke. I can't take too much sand being thrown in my eyes. <laughs> yeah. They're really sensitive. Please, please don't, please don't shine oh, that no, bright no, light in my eyes. Oh, no, no, eyes. I have very sensitive <laughs> eyes. Oh, the sun's out today. I'm really hurting my sensitive eyes. I can't stare into it. I can't look at that eclipse. My eyes are sensitive. I all right, Mr. President. <laughs> uh, so it's extra, like if it's so if it's a painful razor, it's extra bad. But I have to say, after the first day going through this, and I didn't enjoy it much. Uh, the next, the next shaves have been really good. Hmm. So maybe it just has to get the the whiskers to it to what works with that razor, and then it's okay. Mm-hmm. Because after that, it was actually nice, nice shave. Like a, and it's a very nice razor. It's like. It's kind of weighty feeling. It is. It's not light. It's yeah. got a little bit of heft to it, so it feels like you're you can control it. You can, and uh, it was nice. And then they sent me some shaving cream, which was which was okay. But once again, I generally kind of go with my sensitive skin cream because then I know I'm not gonna get all red like a big right. red rash on my face from doing this simple daily exercise of keeping my me clean shaven, so people don't call me sideburns. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm very rashy myself on the face, like if it goes very red, to the point where I'm like, come on, face. By this point, get it together. <laughs> We've done this for many years. Yeah. Smarten up. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't still bother you. Yeah. But here's the thing about uh, facial blemishes: they keep you looking young. Yep. People don't. You know, people aren't going to look at you and go, "Look at that 50 year old guy with zits." They're just going to go, "Look at that guy. He's he's you know, I don't. He must be like 35 years old. He still has acne." Yeah, he should be hanging so, around the high school. What's he doing here? <laughs> Tell me um, drugs. Here's 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 what I'm yeah. going to say to people. You know, who you are might, people? Pe- uh, so why should it be? 
Uh, see, that's a reference only you only get if you're 50. Um, <laughs> Dave, Dave is endorsing this product, but I say talk is cheap. I'm endorsing especially, this product. Especially talk is cheap if it's coming from a tiny bird. Okay. <laughs> This is a joke everyone can enjoy. Um, so here's what I'm going to say. Sure. If you see Dave at, say, our uh, si- uh, signing uh, March book 8th. launch on March uh, 7 7th. Seventh. <laughs> okay, on March 8th. Dave said it March 8th. Wait, uh, wait, it's March 8th, isn't it? Oh, for God's sakes. Let me look. Uh, let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. It's on a You're Thursday. Right. You're right. It's Thursday the 8th. It's March 8th at 7. At 7. There you go. March Sorry. March 8th Guys, if I said it earlier, I was wrong. Hey, we'll, we'll fix it. <laughs> But uh, if you see Dave in person, should have been listening. What I'm going to ask you to do is this: yeah, rub his face. See how smooth rub, it is. Please rub it downwards. Don't rub it up. And don't don't use your hands because your hands are too rough. Okay. Just t- put your own cheek up to Dave's and just rub oh. gently downward, cheek to cheek. And uh, don't ask permission. I'm giving you permission right now. Just give Dave. Just go up yeah. to his cheek to cheek and yeah. just give it a little rub and mm-hmm. see how that feels. Uh, I think on we your can as- we can assume a tacit permission. Sure. Why not? Uh, rub Dave's tacit. And see how smooth it is. <laughs> see how you like it. <laughs> uh, it the, we talked a little bit about last week's show. I just want to... Lisa and I were talking about it because it's something that you want to go over because it's, it was emotional. We were talking about it at home and and, uh, and what happened and stuff like that. And she said, well, that's your family. Your family is all about dredging up the, pa- the something bad from the past mm. and throwing it back in your face. Even if, you know, like, it's hard to explain... Uh, because, you know, I lived, I've lived through it with, li- lived with it my whole life. Mm-hmm. I don't really, I don't, I say I don't notice it. I shouldn't say I don't notice it. I just, I've internalized it so much that I just continue to internalize it. So when we go to my mom and dad's for Christmas Eve or Christmas Day dinner, for instance, and we get put on a chair in a corner of the room. <laughs> when again, 50. And <laughs> 50 years old. And, <laughs> It doesn't even occur to you to walk away. That's right. <laughs> just to go like, fuck this shit. Yeah. Like, like Lisa cultures, was literally. Yeah. I would be dead by now. <laughs> Lisa was literally like outraged. Like yeah. she was ready to go. Like she's right a person. Then. She's dealing with like this is something that's actually happening yeah. now. And whereas for yeah. uh, for for us, for me, in this situation, I'm just like business as usual. And then my mom is like going on about the fact that I when my brother got married, I had long hair and she was so mad about it because so, I just wouldn't cut, get my hair cut for the wedding and I insisted on having long hair for it and blah, blah, all this <laughs> stuff like that. And she's bringing up all these things like from 100 million years ago. And you're like, and I'm thinking to myself, you know, it's hard to explain. You also went, a curse on your marriage. <laughs> a curse. On, yeah. And I know that that was a mistake. I shouldn't have done it. I was the usher and I didn't understand what they meant. I thought, yeah. I, meant, I, thought I meant house of usher. Yeah. So By I, my beautiful hair, yeah. I swear I do a, this marriage will fail. I do an Edgar Allan Poe-like curse yeah. on the on the whole thing. But yeah, it's just, it's so weird. Like, the, here's the thing. To, to my mom, and I don't know why this is, I am the worst person. And it's really weird. She needs to meet more people. That's it. Like, I know people listening to the show, they go, Dave's a great guy, besides his opinion on Black Lightning. <laughs> and or as we like to call him, White, white Lightning. White lightning. <laughs> <laughs> Who's whitewashing? Uh, I, <laughs> people, you're probably thinking, you're probably listening to the show, and you think, Dave's a great guy, he's a nice person. But no, it's, it's not true. I am a terrible person. Mm-hmm. If my mom knows the truth. Here's the thing. Despite the fact that my brothers did like criminal enterprises <laughs> when they were kids, when they were teenagers, mm-hmm. they did things that they could have got arrested for. Mm-hmm. No joke. I'm the bad person in the family. I'm the, it's so weird to live, live with this sort of thing. And your experience with my brother 
is so or it's so so similar so eerily similar to to like a visit a home visit <laughs> that it's almost amusing and it's really it's funny because i didn't even think about it when we were talking about it because like i say i just i've lived with it and so i don't judge it or i don't okay. like you know what i mean i don't examine it i just listen to you talking and i'm like oh it's terrible i'm not thinking to myself fuck this is like what i go through every day like this is you know like it's just like, or every, not every day, obviously, because I try to avoid all this stuff by not, by not being overly a phony, not f telephony, not phony. I'm fine with being phony, but telephony, my mom is totally different. Uh, you know, it's just, it's just a, why, you know, like why, why do I want to? Has there ever been a uh, confrontation where you kind of blown up uh, over this? You know what? I don't think there's a, a purpose to it, to that. You know, like my mom is who she is. She's a, she is a n narcissist. And you know, if, she if needs... it did, ha if it did happen, though, would you can't you win? No, 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 you can't win. I'm not yeah. saying you can't win. I'm, I'm asking, like, do you think that's what she wants? Yeah, I do think that's what she wants. She wants she to wants, goad like... you into the explosion. Yeah, 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 for and sure. So, and so, okay, I think that was a big part of Christmas Day this year. Was a way to make me get angry, hmm. and then it's a legitimate, you know, oh, David's out, you know, finally. <laughs> Or whatever. I, I don't really know what her end game is. You know, I'm not a I'm, I'm not a psychomanologist by any means, or a psych psychoanal anal person. Um, <laughs> I don't know words, and I'm very drunk. So I'm going to tell you. Uh, I'll okay. tell you everything. No, sure. Um, here's 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 what I'm kind of thinking. Yeah. There's a there's a uh, an old uh, thing about co co comedy and comedians, and they say like uh, you become like, a comedian, yeah. so you can control why people laugh at you. Because they're gonna laugh at you, mm -hmm. you can control it. Yeah. Uh, I think what your mom's doing is she knows this is gonna go badly. If she can control how it goes badly, mm. she's in control of it. If she lets it go okay and it goes badly, she'll not be in control of it, and that's probably scary to her. Uh, but if she gets you mad over something that she, you know she she understands, she knows she knows this fight. Yeah. She yeah. knows how it's gonna go. Well, that's a that's for sure a possibility. Yeah. And I mean, like I say, it's not a fight you can win. Like getting mad at your mom. Uh, even if it's yeah. valid, it's just, there's just no there's no end game where you come out looking like a, ch a champion. The only thing I could see is if, say, you were there with, say, your daughters, and they saw your mom doing that to you. Yeah, I think there'd be value in you standing up for yourself to her in front of them and just going, "This isn't how people treat people," and well, you, I... sh you shouldn't let people disrespect you like this because mm. you're an example to them. That's interesting. Because I, I don't know if I talked about that, but this happened a while ago. The girls and I, like within the year, but it was a little while ago. And I don't know if I talked about it on the show, but um, we went over to visit my mom and dad, went with the girls. And uh, immediately, like we were there for a little while, then immediately my mom decided to time to attack the girls. So I started asking the stupidest questions you can ask about uh, your life, which is, uh, you know, how's school going? Which is an okay question. But then the next question is, what are you there for? What are you getting out of this? Which is like the wrong question to ask about your your university. Yeah, what's the right answer to that? Yeah, exactly. This is like it's a it's a it's a it's just an attack question. It's not it's not really it's a rhetorical attack. It's question. basically it's this. It's going yeah. like, hey, what do you think you're doing? Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And so I called my mom on it. Like I didn't, you know, it's one thing for her to to yeah, give me a this hard is time. Where it goes. But I don't want the girls to be going through this. So I just said, you know, I just said that's that's the wrong question to ask someone who's going to school. <laughs> That's totally the wrong question. Yeah. Because it's not about what you're getting. You're not getting something from school. School's not like, it's not a vending machine where you put money into it and then it gives you a chocolate bar. What it gives you is opportunity in your life that you wouldn't have if you didn't go to school. 
like I didn't finish university. So there's a huge part of my life that's closed or a huge part of opportunities in life that are closed off to me because I'm missing a piece of paper that says I can do these things. Sure, I can do them, but it's hard for me to go to, go to someone and say, yeah, I can do this stuff. And then they'll say, oh, great. Where's the piece of paper that says you can do it? I don't have the piece of paper. And they're like, well, you need the piece of paper. <laughs> so, you know, going to university is a door. You know, when you graduate from high school, you, gra you open a door into a new part of your life. You walk into that part of your life. If you decide to go to university or if you decide to go to trade school or whatever, it's another door that you've opened that gives you different opportunities in your life. And that's what they are. It's a doorway to new experiences. That's university. The idea that it's some sort of, you know, obstacle course, and at the end of it, you get a blue blue ribbon, or you get, you get a chocolate, or a, you know, whatever. Or what's so horrible when we were kids doing the milk run, and you get like a <laughs> carton of warm milk at the end of it. Ugh. But you know, that's that's not the point of it, and she doesn't get it. Then she started talking about this uh, young fellow who's a cousin of mine, mm -hmm. and she's talking about the fact that this is going to be this is kind of sound kind of callous, but that's okay. He had some trouble in his life. When he was younger, he worked, he had a nice job, like a, you know, and my mom would always throw it in my face. Well, so-and-so's got this job and he and his wife have bought a condo <laughs> and da-da-da. You know, I was still, yeah. this is like, I was two years out of having cancer. And so I'm being told about this person that she meant like, well, you know, I just was really sick. Like, <laughs> but anyway. He doesn't so, have cancer. He doesn't have, that's right. <laughs> he didn't get cancer. He's achieving all these things. He's got two testicles. So then... <laughs> So this is this was thrown in my face so much when I was growing up. So then she's telling me the story, and it turns out like that he quit that job, that he was selling vitamin supplements, that he'd become like this crazy Christian. His wife died from anorexia nervosa, oh. and I was like, "And this is the person you were throwing in my face for yeah. years? Like why? Like that's once again I was so mad because yeah. it's just like that's not how." You, no. Like you just don't judge people against someone else. No, like you're going down logic road, and this is nothing. Yeah, I know. Logic. Was... There's something completely irrational. That's about as this. close as I've ever got to like yeah. being like or like calling her on her bullshit, you know. Yeah. And I think it's because the girls were there, and I was just like, "There's yeah. no need for them to hear this garbage because I don't want them to think this is I, normal." I want, I want to get right back to you. I'm seriously going to do a 30 second detour sure. just to me because you know, yeah, yeah. Otherwise, I can't write the show off on my taxes. Um, <laughs> When, uh, you know, I was talking a bit about how an abusive thing with my dad yeah, yeah. and my mom, you know, I don't know if she knew about it, whatever it was, who knows. Uh, later on, some other stuff happened where, you know, some stuff was happening with my sister and she said, maybe I'm going to have to leave him and all this kind of stuff. But anyway, blah, blah, blah. Uh, when, when she started going out with this guy and there were some warning signs of some stuff, mm -hmm. you know, uh, you know, I always keep an eye on her boyfriends. You know, I kept an eye even on my dad when, you know. Uh, you know, thinking like, if ever I have a kid or something, or I got to keep an eye to make sure that he doesn't in any way, if anything gets even close to abusive mm. with them or like, you know, uh, my, my, my niece and my nephew or anyone like that, uh, then I got to, I got to do a heads up. My dad passed away, uh, from cancer as well. Fuck cancer. Um, and, uh, when, when she ended up dating, uh, some guys, uh, and now dating this guy, he was like, okay, he's a little bit of a goof, but you know, what, what are you going to do? It's going to be fine. Uh, but then, yeah, he he was demanding that they call him grandpa. Mm. And this was the big kind of blow up thing was yeah. like, you know, they're being disrespectful. They're being rude. They're being this. And that was my breaking point it was just like, oh, no, 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 no. You can come after me. Mm -hmm. I'm an adult. Yeah. I can take this shit. Mm -hmm. You are in no way ever going after them. 
you're not looking at them sideways. You're not giving them a bad word. If you if you raise your voice, I want to hear you correct your fucking self. Like in thirty seconds, tops, or we're having fucking words. Yeah. And so that he was that he was doing this, and then like cut them out of like their life because yeah. they wouldn't call him grandpa. Yeah. It's like, well, that's the end of that. Yeah. And you know, my mom's come to me with like, you know, I want to be this, and I want family. And we got if you could just apologize to him, this would be this, and it's like, mm. no, 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 no. This this is the thing. But that was the set off point. Was just like, you can do whatever you do to me, but no, 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 no. You're not doing anything to them yeah and that's i think that that is the the thing like but you know what we should we should we should not uh think um uh we should not allow ourselves to be that struck either you're right but when you grow up with it oh of course you grow up with it you just you just learn to you just learn to take it because that's what you've done your whole life like when you're a kid you take it yeah when you're a teenager you take it maybe not as as easily as when you're a kid right and then when you're an adult you know, you you res- you resign yourself to this is what our relationship is. Right. But when you're right, when the, it starts happening to someone you love, like to, to my daughters, yeah, it's it becomes clear right away what's going on, and you and then you you revolt. It's very strange because yeah, if she had said that stuff to, just to me, I just would have been like da da da, you know, business as usual. Yeah. But oh no, not the girls. If like, you yeah. okay, here's here's one of those weird questions, the hypotheticals. Okay. If you could have the Men in Black memory eraser ring, and you could say whatever you wanted to her, and then take and then erase it afterwards, and not have the consequences mm-hmm. of it, is there anything that you would you would confront her about this stuff, like just to just to lay it out how how you were feeling? Would I say? Would you want to say something if it didn't have lasting consequences mm. afterwards? Yeah. Well, if it doesn't have lasting consequences afterward, then it's really no point. Besides being, I guess, cathartic to be able to get mm-hmm. ma- angry at someone. But I think ah, anger is not a healthy thing. I don't think it's necessarily anger. I, well, I think if you just... Anger is a hot emotion. This yeah. is a different situation. If you're going to be coldly, cruelly... It's a little cold, you know, yeah. yeah. It's something yeah. that's like... It's 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 one of the building blocks. It's one of the foundations yeah. in, in you that built you up as a person, and it's rotten yeah. a little bit. And and you can... you I mean, again, it may hold for forever and yeah. still be fine and be stable, but it could at some point just go, snap. And, and you don't even know why, and it's because, you know, sure. your mom always said this to about mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What would you? What would you know? I would have lots of questions for her. I would questions like, why weren't? Why were you never on my side? Mm-hmm. Why were the teachers always right? Right. And I was always wrong. What do you think the answer would be? I don't know. What's, what your, what's your guess? Because you probably do know it. Like, I don't. You don't. You know, really to be honest with you, I don't know. I mean, uh, here. Okay, if I was gonna guess, my guess is that I ruined her life in a way. Okay. Because. She had these plans. Oh, here, oh I, all right. This makes sense. She, you know, she was, and she was living, she and my dad were living outside of Canada. Right. She didn't have like a support system around her. She, you know, they didn't have like a bunch of friends. They had just kind of moved to Oregon. Both of them had moved there from different places and they were living there kind of disconnected from, from so, a social life. Okay. And suddenly there's this, you know, squalling brat in their life. And, and yeah. apparently I wasn't an easy baby. I was a big baby, so I was a painful birth. Okay. I was a big baby, so I, I so needed a lot of food. You hurt her, yeah. I hurt her, and I needed, I was demanding. Yeah. Because she couldn't provide enough milk herself. She couldn't produce enough milk to feed me. Okay. So I probably was hungry and letting her know it 24 hours a day. I probably stopped some of the bonding off the top, too. And yeah. so, yeah, and something I think... Something that should have been the, mm-hmm. one of the closest bonding things became something else. Yeah. Okay. And so I think that... I think she resented me uh, for the, and this is guessing. I'm just guessing, right? Like, like I can, you know, I can see, I can see in a lot of, for a lot of people, 
a lot of parents, the firstborn is often a cold shower, you know, because you, you know it's going to be tough. Yeah, party's over. But fuck, when it happens, yeah. you're like, whoa, my, yeah, party's over, is right. Uh, and so, yeah, if you're not ready for that, if you're not emotionally ready for that, and for her to be by herself in this place with without anyone there to kind of say, hey, this is what it's like. And right. I'm, you know, come on over. Need somebody to change diapers and look yeah. after David. Probably for not a lot of sympathy bit. from the community and yeah. people around. Yeah. You should know as a mom how to do this. Mm-hmm. Why aren't you making enough milk? Yeah. What's wrong with you? Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. and if there's something, and there's either something wrong with you or there's uh, wrong with her, or something mm-hmm. wrong with you. Mm-hmm. Where's that gonna? Where's that gonna lie? Sure. So I think, and I think in terms of my personality and my interests and things like that, that we're not in any way alike. Mm-hmm. In terms of my person, like my personality is, you know, she's not a goofy person. Right. She's not like a, not someone who enjoys like joking around all that much. And, and, and whereas that's what I, I don't know if you noticed, but I thrive in that. But uh, yeah, it's just, so I think we never really like bond, like could bond as people together. Mm-hmm. And, and, but I also think it's on her because her personality is very much about herself. Mm-hmm. You know, and you found that with the girls when they reached a certain age that she just rejected them. Because they were no longer, they were no longer pliable, amenable creatures. They became their own person, right? And that's harder work. And she wasn't interested anymore. And and then she just became offended that they weren't calling her, mm-hmm. you know, because it's about her. So you should be calling me, right? Not me calling you. Sure. Teenagers don't work that way, by the way. No, nope. they don't call you. Yeah. They never call. They never write. Right. And so she just cut cut them out of her life, you know. So they still go and visit her because mm-hmm. she's their grandma. And she was a very good grandma when they were little. It's just as they became older and became different people. Became people. Became people, yeah. Uh, she just lost interest in that because that's not what she wanted. She wants, she wanted little things that would be like, Grandma's so great. I love Grandma. Yeah. I'm going to call Grandma every day on the phone and talk to Grandma. You know, and that's not what she got. So she rejected that because that's, you know. Yeah, so it's very strange. Uh and not, not healthy either. Yeah, it doesn't sound strange. It sounds like sounds like she was someone who you know became a mom who didn't necessarily want to be a mom. Yeah, it's you know? possible. And or and, felt the social pressure to yeah, be a yeah. mom. But was what else not, are you going to do back then? Yeah, yeah. But you wasn't uh, psychologically a mom. And then whatever. maybe yeah, whether she didn't want to be. It sounds generally like that. I mean, that's what it does sound like. Yeah, that she didn't want to be a mom. So it's the you ruined my life. <laughs> and if you and if that's her narrative, <laughs> and it's like because because sometimes you like. The the narrative you can survive on is I'm the victim. Yeah. And and that's that that sounds like that's what the start of the narrative again, mm-hmm. I could just be fucking bullshitting here, but I'm going to because it's my podcast. Um I'm the vi- I'm the victim. He ruined my life. Mm-hmm. He is uh, you know, he's my he's my child, but he's also my enemy because he ruined my life. <laughs> he ruined my life. He fucked my life up. Yeah. I'm J. Jonah Jameson, he's Spider Man. It doesn't matter what he does, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna be like that. So, you know, as things go along, no matter what you do. Um, you ruined you ruined her life. So if things are good, if things are positive, it doesn't play into the narrative. It doesn't fit. Mm-hmm. She, she you can't get that jigsaw puzzle fucking in there. Yeah. But then there's other side things that society says you have to do. Mm. And you know, I can be the victim who's who's inviting my son to dinner, but I'm going to be the victim when he fucks up. Yeah. Because I'm the victim. Yeah. So everything has to be that. Mm-hmm. And what's my son done? He did something great. Ugh. How's that hurt me? Mm-hmm. How's that make me look shit? <laughs> You know, no, so you have yeah. to do that. You yeah. know, the the girls are born. Well, they're babies. Oh, well, their babies are good. Yeah, babies are good. I like babies. Oh, I do. yeah, yeah, babies. That's great. And it's like, oh no, no they're people. And they're too part much, of him. He ruined my life. Too much. Too yeah, much work. That's right. Nope. This is bad. 
Yeah, so my very, life is ruined. Right. But also, she's a control freak. I remember my grandma, her mom, my grandma saying that I was tied to my, mom, my mom's apron strings, which, of course, I bridled at as a, as a teenager. Yeah. What? I'm not tied to my... But she was right. My mom was a very controlling person, and she made it her job to break you down so that you were rel- you relied on her. Yeah. You know, and so then you you, you know... Well, it sounds like your mom, if your mom wasn't giving you what you needed, again, physically, she wasn't able to originally, but like uh, if she wasn't giving you what you needed, a child will then try to keep getting it. Yeah. So they will seem needy and they will seem grabby and mm-hmm. they will seem like they're always hovering around because they want something that they just can't get and the mom's not giving yeah, them. It's possible. You know? I can't, yeah, I can't remember what I was like as a, as a kid, like how I, you know, and it's weird because like parents around me would be impressed by me as a kid. Mm-hmm. I impressed other parents. They thought I was great. Um, I, my uh, friend's mom, who was kind of a fake aunt, as, as people were in those days, uh, she loved that I could memorize uh, poems from children's books. Because mm-hmm. I loved, if I loved a book, I would just memorize elements of the book. Like so, I I could recite all of James and the Giant Peach's poems or songs. You know the songs, or, yeah. or all of like Winnie the Pooh and stuff. And she'd always make me do it because it just suppressed her so much. And she loved that I could do that. Whereas my mom never did that. Yeah. She could care less. You know, it's so weird when you, you've impressed someone else's mom, but not your own mom. Yeah, it doesn't, right? fit, it doesn't fit with yeah. what she thinks. Yeah, it's really, like, really I, and again, when I, when I hear that, like I get that, you know, if, if you're a kid and you need love, you will be wanting to. Mm. But then if you're not, if you realize that they're not paying attention to you, then you become that I don't know, introvert or whatever, but you do your own shit mm-hmm. and you become independent. And when yeah. you become independent as a kid, you do stuff that's impressive because it raises you above the level of the other kids. Because, yeah, you have read more and you have colored more and you have drawn more and you have explored more. And so you know more because you spent less time with the doing the kid stuff because, mm. you know, you're not, yeah, you're getting the push away. And so when you push away, you get pushed towards something else. And that thing can be memorizing a bunch of poems. Yeah, it's easy know? to do and it's fun. Yeah, it's easy to do and it's fun. That's right. And you and you escape into your own head, mm-hmm. which has served you, you know, well, creatively, you know, in your in your life. That's the weird thing, too, is like the things that are negative can relate can be positive things <laughs> exactly. later on so oh, you almost right. want to go does that make it okay and the answer is fuck no <laughs> of course it isn't not at all not at all no because no, no, here's the thing you those interests to me those interests are already there like you know what i mean it's, right you believe nature not nurture for the most part for for a lot of it like i think that i was so would have drawn mm-hmm. even if my mom hadn't rejected me it just the fact that she wasn't that interested in, in me didn't make me draw it maybe made me draw more or gave me more of an outlet for drawing, but mm-hmm. it didn't make me want to draw. That was already there. But I think that a supportive parent can nurture those talents in a child and make take them places. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, whatever their talents are, whether it's sports or whatever. Possibly. Or the, uh, the negative side would be they put their thumb into it, and so the kid doesn't develop their own stuff. They, they do stuff to try to please that, the parents. But I, what I'm saying, yeah, yeah. What, what I'm saying, though, is that when if you do it const- constructively, not sure, just, sure. yeah, not, yeah. You know, not just try and control your child and and ruin everything which can happen of course and some people can get over it to, to a certain degree but never they'll never surpa- they'll never you know overcome it though really like mm-hmm. when i should say overcome it over twice they they can work through it or work with it but they'll never overcome it i'm thinking someone like tanya harding who had a terrible mother and a terrible upbringing and even though she had lots of talent to bring her to a certain point she never she couldn't overcome her background you know what i mean mm-hmm. um but yeah i think that no, I think a good parent can nurture the talents in their children or their children's interests, but if, you know, whatever the kids want, but it's hard. 
it's hard all around. I mean, you're going to blow it no matter what you do. So you might as well just you might as well you might as well blow it in a loving manner rather than in a yeah in a in a hateful. I don't or know if that's way. I don't know if that's blowing it, but okay. Well, you know what I mean. You're, I mean, you can't help it. You're just going to make I mean, some mistakes. I mean, it's blowing it. It's not being perfect. Yeah, there's a difference you're, between yeah. that and that. They're they're very different. Sure. If you're going to make mistakes, you might as well make mistakes as in love rather than mistakes. And, in and again, I think rancor. I think at this point where, where your da- daughters are both you know pretty much adults or as what what we call adults in society, but yeah. we all know that the twenties and teens are not fucking adults. <laughs> we've been that, and we realize that we're still yeah. dummies still as, making... thing, as 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 things go on. I think I think you know you've got uh, two two great uh, people there that uh, you've made the world a better place by you know getting them into the world. So Thanks. and and yeah, and you consistently. Come Constantly, you know, uh, express your love for them every time you're around them and on the show. So good on you. Um, and sad on your mom. And I'm sorry that she's she's locked in that. It almost feels like if I'm going to go nerdy, it's the fucking Doctor Who time lock. It just feels like it's a loop that <laughs> okay. certain people can't break out of. And uh, I'm going to use a different metaphor now. It's it's like because it feels it feels like. It feels like a, a loop in that I just there's so many people I talk to in my family and you know you know people like I don't want to say you know your brother but it's something like that where like you can only go so far and then he has to loop back mm-hmm. and talk about something in the past and he has to loop back and he can't uh, move to whatever the yeah. next day is and it's same thing with like family members of mine as well yeah. I go to certain family members of mine and I know we're going to tell the same stories yeah it's going to be they're going to tell that same story about that one time that we did that one thing and that's their fucking comfort zone and that's what it's going to be because these are the stories they feel okay about and it almost feels like in life they're tied to a rubber band it can only go so fucking far and then it's going to snap back because they can't take living in the present so (laughs) ba-boom we're going to go back and just keep in this comfort fucking loop and even if the comfort loop is something really really negative and the narrative is i got fucked over and that's why i am where i am Mm mm-hmm and mm-hmm. that's that's a very common loop is you know no i ha- like there's 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 a person i know uh, uh well and you know them too and this 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 happens so goddamn often where they'll uh they'll they'll tell me about you know they they want to write comic books mm. that was their one thing they want to write comic books more than anything else so much so much so much so much and they went and they did like a portfolio thing where they presented their stories to someone at a convention and then uh, they got some notes and then they overheard them talking about them afterwards and they were talking shit about them. Oh. And they went and they were for a major company and uh, they went like, well, yeah, it's all bullshit. It's all bullshit. And so they never did it again. And that's the narrative. And it's like, that's the narrative. That's why I didn't do it. Why? Because of this one story. And I'm mm. going to tell you this story. Yeah. And am, am I supposed to, at this point, go, good for you. I think <laughs> it was good you gave up your dreams because that person was a jerk. But I know to them, the yeah. story makes sense. It's like, the industry's fucked. Yeah. This one person was a jerk. So the industry's fucked. What are you going to do? Can't win. That's the system. What are you going to do? So now I'm going to do this other stuff. Do you like doing the other stuff? It's okay. But you're not going to do the thing you wanted to do. It's like, all right. Mm. But so many people are like that. Yeah. You know, this person screwed me over once. And, uh, you know, so that's how my life is now. And here I am. And I don't want to like, you know, uh, you know, say that's not important what happened. And yeah, it was traumatic, but you got to keep, you still got to keep fucking going if that's the thing you want to do. And it's so hard to fucking say that. And it's so frustrating to see, but over and over and over again, everyone's got that story of the one thing is the reason that they're not what they want to be. And, you know. If your mom's thing is the reason that she's not what she wants to be is you, it's fucking. Just, uh, <laughs> uh. 
But it makes sense why she wouldn't be bothered by your brothers because your brothers didn't ruin her life. It was just you. Mm-hmm. Because once her life was ruined, they couldn't <laughs> super ruin it. You know? Yeah. You got shit on your shoe. Now you got three shits on your shoe. Who fucking cares? Doesn't matter. But you are not shit on the shoe. Yeah. One of those brothers was the favorite and that did no good for him. So sometimes whatever. Whatever. Because I think it wasn't... Yeah. And I think that's why... Blind blind praise. Uh, it's just as bad as blind contempt. <laughs> if it's if it's not connected to reality, there's nothing to... Yeah. It does no good or harm. It certainly... It certainly has harmed me in lots of ways. In lots of ways. But what can you do? That's... I, you just, and that's why I'd rather be disengaged than engaged in it, if you, if you understand what I mean. Mm-hmm. So I feel like engaging in it, you're just, you are repeating that, that loop yourself, you know? If there's a way of fixing it and you want to fix it, maybe you could fix it. But if you, if, yeah, the other thing that's healthy is to step away from it. Mm-hmm. And that's me. Yeah. The, the less, the less negativity, the better. I think uh, what might be fun, if you want to do a fun aspect of it in a very sad way, okay. is this. If you do decide to ever go to their place for a dinner mm. again, yeah. I think you and Lisa, and if you it's one of your daughters, them as well, make up some bingo cards and just mm. go, what's going to happen? Yeah. And just like snide comment. Yeah. This, you know, what are you doing with That's your great. life? And there's like a free one in the middle sure. of just like, uh, like uh, awkward silence. Yeah. When you we'll, know, you came on the wrong time. You know, that's, oh, that's, that's one a good of them. one. Yeah. yeah. When will grandma say, David, you dummy? <laughs> yes. yes. Praise for brother for <laughs> something he didn't do. <laughs> that's right. Forgetting you had a podcast. <laughs> mm. Wow. That's, that goes without saying. But that's so alien to them. I don't even, doesn't even bother me. a quick question. If you, uh, if one of your daughters had a podcast, would you listen to it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Doesn't that seem obvious? Yeah. Is that a weird thing? Oh, I'd love for... I'd love... Uh, if, if your daughter had a podcast and they yeah. told their personal feelings and really like laid things out, mm. wouldn't you goddamn listen to it? Isn't that so weird? It's always my hope that Eve would do a, like a YouTube thing. But uh, I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Who knows? No pressure. Nope. No pressure. But just know your dad's going to listen to it and watch it. Because <laughs> it'd be funny. Yeah. She's hilarious. It's just so strange. She's just like, even as someone who's like, you know, whatever, if there's resentment or whatever, just on a pure nosy level, Mm. wouldn't you want to take a little listen into the mind of your child talking (laughs) about stuff? Wouldn't you? It's a little interested. Like, hey, the diary's there. What is it? It's open. It's open right now. Wouldn't do that. Why not? No, but it's like, and it's a diary and and on every page it's got, read me. (laughs) That's different. Yeah. And that's there. You wouldn't like, nah, not interested. Yeah. Okay, because I write a new one every week. Mm. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, of course I would listen. Of course I would. Yeah. No, I feel like, I mean, obviously you want to be heard and you want to be understood or you wouldn't do this podcast. Every mm. every week you come on here, we goof around, and then, but a certain part, part of it is trying to express how you feel yeah. and what defines you and what you care about. And you want to be heard. Otherwise, you wouldn't do this. No, Otherwise, you're making a terrible mistake with this podcast. <laughs> this is not the medium for you. So clearly, you do want mm. to be heard. And 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 if if she if she's someone who doesn't want to listen because of her own reasons, yeah, uh, l- literally that is her loss. Literally that is her loss. Well, I think we can both agree that this is this is the podcast that got away from us. Not this particular episode that goes without saying, but uh, it became something that it wasn't. If you know what I mean, like. Like I think the original idea is what we were just going to talk and goof around and make some jokes, and then and then suddenly we're, you know, two episodes in, we're like, 
opening a Pandora's box of. Uh... I'm going to disagree because my idea when you was, when you said this oh. was. Um, he didn't let me in on this. Um, uh, I I don't know. Uh, I yeah, I didn't want to scare you. <laughs> um, but what the way I looked at it was, you know, uh, one of the creative things we had done was mini comics, mm. and at least in my mini comics, they were a mix of goofy stuff, comedy yeah. sketches, yeah. and also real life things. Mm. And and I would say things in those comics that I would never say in public. Yeah. In another in another way. Sure. And I thought like, okay, well, we got a medium here that we're working together, and so my thing was, I'm going to go along with any bit. That I feel, you know, that I'm going to commit to any bit that we're doing, mm-hmm. and it, and I think I was going to, I'm going to be as truthful as possible for any truth that we're going to do, hmm. and I'm going to lay that out to the point where I'll have to stop if it's revealing a secret of someone else. Yeah. But aside from that, I will make my life a, an open book, hmm. uh, because it was what we did with comics, and yeah. I and I was very proud of what we did with that kind of thing. Yeah. So that's what I that's what I decided to do with this, and hmm. so yeah, I was kind of like that from from the start. But that's not something you say when you're beginning. It's yeah, just like we're yeah. going to bear our souls because that's <laughs> bullshit. Yeah, it was organic. So it is what it is. Yeah. And uh, what we didn't agree to was getting drunk. No. I've... That that we would not have put on the bingo card. <laughs> I don't want to say that I was – I guess I was a little drunk, yeah. I was a little – I couldn't use my fingers for a while there. So I was uh, – Let me ask you this. Mm. Did, you, did you pay for parking? When we came back? Yeah. No, but I think it was, uh, I think we paid enough for the, because we left here at 7.30, we paid for two and a half hours, so it would have been 10 o'clock when we okay, came Okay, Dave's probably walking back to Aldergrove tonight. <laughs> so you'll have room to sober up. Yes, no, so. actually, we 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 went out, we had a meal, yeah. uh, Dave only had a couple of sips in the first in the first show, mm. and then uh, we have talked now for 17 hours. So <laughs> I think true. it's going to be okay. Now. Like, officially... We're fine. This is what Mothers Against Drunk Drivers recommends. Yeah. Is either get a designated driver or a podcast. Mm. And if you do have a podcast, wrap it up and then add an extra hour (laughs) where you go like, hey, you know how I feel about my mom? (laughs) (laughs) You will be stone cold (laughs) sober by the end of it. I, I knew I was. I knew I wanted to talk about this a little bit and I just forgot during the show. This week, by the way, uh, uh, talk to Dave about this. Because you guys were all nice and talked to me about my stuff uh, on the message oh, boards and, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and sent me messages. Now this time, uh, uh, no, Dave. I think I don't think mine was yours. Was very, very, very soul bearing. I was amazing. I think this was as well. Hmm. Yeah, hmm. we'll we'll see. Um, it's contest. Let's see how many people respond to you now. Let's <laughs> we'll see who people like best. <laughs> Come on, everyone, don't let me down. All right. I think we remember think... white lightning. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Sne- sneaky D at sneakydragon.com. Can't, can't possibly go wrong. Sneakydragon.com, <laughs> sneaky underscore dragon. You know the whole thing. And again, we'll be in person on March. March 8th. Uh, which is a Thursday. At 7 p.m. Please come down and rub David's cheeks. <laughs> the wrong way. Yeah. Come rub me the wrong Only way, everyone. Only the facial ones, though. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where oh. you shave. I got no... It's none of my business. Mm-hmm. After after you turn 50, some stuff happens. Yes, true enough. Apparently, your, your aim changes. Let me th- let me uh, say this real fast, because, yes. you know, God damn it, we can't leave. Uh, <laughs> there's a video circulating right now of uh, of Trump where the wind's blowing, and you see, like, his bald head behind him. Have you not seen oh, that? Oh, no. Oh, it's... Yeah. That sounds very good, though. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like... It's exposing this baldness yeah, in the back. Yeah, sure. And... Um, 
I had a similar thing like years and years and years and years ago where I had alopecia and I had so much stress that basically that same section of my head uh, went bald. It, Mm. it, it, since it grew back, it grew back as kind of baby hair. Then it grew back as pure white. Yes. Uh, uh, When I, when I was less stressed, when I started like going out with my, uh, my wife. Uh, But yeah, I look at that and I just go, Oh, that looks like alopecia. I'm not a doctor, but that seems to be like stress induced hair loss. Mm. Or maybe just it's completely bald. Who the heck knows? It's a pretty elaborate. People are being petty about it and they're saying we're going going to be petty about it and went yeah he's going to be petty about it uh, everyone else with this kind of thing so it's fine oh yes so don't get too stressed because your hair is going to fall out don't don't do it yeah don't don't get stressed no don't stress uh, that's a that's don't don't get a podcast and just spill your guts there's a I, we've talked about it but i have to talk about it on the show but i i did a i did an in an in company job interview there was a position that opened and they wanted to hire from within right so about five of us applied for the position and we all we all did a job interview and as as has become the norm for me doing this this show is where i, I like become fearless about this is so weird yeah. like you know i don't i didn't talk to very many other people about it there's one other one of the guys talked to me a lot and he, and he was telling me that he hadn't slept that night that he was so nervous he just couldn't could, you know and then he you know and I was, he's like are, how you know how nervous are you and i was like not nervous at all and not even a feeling of qualm or whatever I just mm-hmm. you know, I figure because I'm just gonna go into a room and then talk to a guy like what that's nothing I sit in a room and talk to a guy all the time it's easy but uh yeah it's it was I gotta thank this uh, podcast for that <laughs> just, <laughs> just be able to go and just be able to just throw yourself into into something like that and just do it uh I didn't get the job by the way uh it kind of went the way I figured which was that they were they were uh interviewing People, but they already had hired someone yeah. in their heads that they wanted. They would already kind of knew and had signed everyone's everyone. It was already kind of figured out. And but I just wanted to get my name in, in there and let people let the company know that I'm interested in in advancing and not saying where I am. So so there. Very That's good. What I did. That's I'm glad. I did. And that I impressed t- the person. And you know, he yeah, wrote, wrote me. He wrote all of us a letter telling us how much he enjoyed meeting us and that our interviews. We all impressed him, and he felt it could go anyway. But I really think that his hands were tied, and that yeah. the, that our office had already kind of decided which way they want to go. But that's fine. That's life. Well, I'm glad the podcast has helped you with public speaking. That's nice. Certainly well, has. Not public, but private speaking. Even well, this the, the ability to to go into an experience like that, like and and just be calm about it, and mm-hmm. you know, it's uh, it's quite interesting. I think in the past I would have been really nervous about it. I'm sure if you talk to the people who you work with and said, uh, you know, I, I know you've talked a little bit about having a podcast, but the idea of like, especially your anniversary shows where you're like, ah, we're going to just uh, be in a room with an audience. And what have you planned? Nothing. <laughs> How long are you going to talk for? About an hour and a half. About yeah. what? I don't know. Make yeah. it up. Yeah, it'll work. Every time I go to the comic shop before I come up here, because yeah. where you have a comic shop in the building, yeah. what's the topic? Which mm. uh, you know, honestly, it's uh, it's ne- there's never a topic. No, you, don't, you, you can't hear me apparently. Um, <laughs> no, we just make it up, and I think uh, that just seems ridiculous. I think, but you know what? You get with that. Yeah, extremely long podcast. Well, that's true. Which is fine. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, nowadays, the guys at work. They- <laughs> long oh my god two gosh, hours and guys. 25 minutes we apologize oh that car is long since oh, towed oh yeah <laughs> got a long walk tonight um yeah a lot, a lot of the guys that work they no longer ask me what is it what is the show about or what am i going to yeah. talk about they just they just say have you know good luck on the show tonight or have a good show so and i think people ask you what's it about it's their way of saying well have a good show yeah 
All right, yeah. let me be you. Uh, you be one of the people working. I'll be Dave, and okay. uh, and uh, and I will answer in a way that uh, will be a good answer. So, okay. okay. So uh, uh, all right, I'm off. Uh, hey, fellas, fellas, I, I'm off. I'm gonna go do my podcast with uh, that handsome Ian Boothby. <laughs> You've seen him on the internet. Good looking guy. Good looking guy. Good looking guy. I agree. Okay, well, I'm gonna go do that. I'm gonna go off to Vancouver and do that. Okay, uh, see you guys later. See uh, see you Friday for our half day. Oh yeah. Bye, fellas. Have a good show. Thanks. Are you going to ask me anything about it? Oh, sorry. That's the setup. You... <laughs> you, you dumb fucks. You had one job. Hey, I'm playing different characters. Let me. All let right. Me... Who are you? Who are you in this? <laughs> what What are you talking about on the show? Huh? What? Ask me again. <laughs> what What are you talking about on the show tonight? Same thing we always talk about. White lightning. <laughs>